1: Oh. <laughs>
2: What's up everybody? Welcome to PSI. Love you Exo. Exo episode 102. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 under 30, aka the future class of gaming, aka the OK Beast Blessing Adeoye
0: Jr. Greg, I'm happy to be here with you with no ex-cast
2: hosts to keep us apart. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you, I, we had to defile your SoundCloud feeds. I know yes. you, got, you got a podcast dropping on Saturday. So what's this? Why is the X cast on the PSI love you feed? It was us crossing over with them and God having not listened to snowbuck my paris lily talk about these xbox games that we also picked in our draft some of which before they could disgusting horrible disgusting
0: at least we cheated them you know at least at least we at least we were like oh you know what no dlc and then we picked dlc
2: <laughs> you know you know what that's how playstation has always gotten over all right cheating that's what we do <laughs> that's what playstation does that's how it's gonna work how are you blessing i'm doing pretty good uh very big happy birthday to janet garcia well, Not here today because of it. You're an audio today. listener. No yeah. no, yeah, there's no Janet. Exactly. Taylor, you're allowed to clap for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Janet, yeah. yeah. Uh, that instead, of course, the voice you hear there and you're going to get meet right now is none other than IGN's Taylor Lyles. Hello, Taylor.
1: Hello. Thank you all for having me, Greg. It started, what, with like a, a Twitter DM and then an email, and here, here we are. So you I know, think this is perfect timing, too.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. I've been talking to you, uh, of course. I, how long you been at IGN now?
1: Uh, I started in May, like the second week of May, like May 10th, right, cool. I think, is my anniversary. You're over there.
2: So. <laughs> you're associate tech editor, uh, formerly of The Verge. Mm-hmm. You're covering all things gadgets and goodness over at IGN. And so, yeah, I think I followed you early on there about something. And then, yeah, we were DMing and then we were gonna, excited to meet each other at Game Awards. Then I didn't go to Game Awards because of the baby and the corona. And then it was like, okay, cool. Let's get you on a show. But what show? And as luck would have it, <laughs> it turned out that you were basically covering everything and anything from CES and you were the point con there for playstation vr 2 so it's uh, great to have you today for an episode all about playstation vr 2 for the most part
1: yeah and i'm excited to talk about it i know you said you wanted to pick my brain a little bit on it so please oh, please yeah. do because oh, sure i've will. been talking nonstop about it I, i've been dreaming about it even though we don't even know what the thing looks like but you know what I want to talk about it. I'm excited for it, even though we don't know what it looks like, uh, and I'm curious to know what your thoughts on predictions, like in terms of just oh, like release we got date and price. Tons of room for that. Don't worry, Taylor. Because <laughs> this.
2: Oh, what do you got? What do you got? I was yeah, Well,
1: speaking of predictions,
0: I, and we'll get into it in in the topic of the show. But like last week was our predictions episode, and I I don't know why it didn't cross any of our minds. Honest, honestly, that like they something would be announced at CES, given that like it seems like Sony likes CES. That's where we got the PS5 logo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we did get that. I mean, the original Xbox. I know this is a PlayStation show, but they did they did reveal that at CES in like 2001. So I was like, th- "There's been a couple of game game announcements at CES." People, too many people sleep on CES, but it, yeah. sometimes you'll get a you'll get a head tilt announcement, it and I thought it was going to be Samsung. I've just <laughs> well, been Samsung around long NFTs. enough. Oh sure, <laughs> so you've been around long enough too. So I thought I thought Samsung announcing NFTs on smart TVs was going to be the thing that it, that was like, wait, what? That was like the biggest shocker. Mm. But no, it was it was Sony you know name dropping PSVR2 and giving us uh, a spec list of most of the stuff it's missing a few things but we'll we'll talk about that in a second so <laughs>
2: well it's and my thing about it bless is if you remember i had forgotten all about it because as being as old as i am and covering playstation as long as I have, I have done the i'll stay at the office and do the live blog of this and nothing happens Be like why did i waste my time with this and if you remember when uh ces came around when we first we restarted uh ps i love you two years ago obviously mm-hmm. and then uh ces was like whatever the you know week two of that year or whatever and i remember hitting up sony and just being like So if I was hypothetically bringing back a PlayStation show, should I be like, don't worry about this? I'm like, thank you very much. It's either incredibly cool and hot, like the PlayStation 5 logo, PlayStation VR, or it's nothing, and it's totally not worth your time. And it's this crapshoot every time. And with coronavirus this year, it's been weird it didn't even feel like ces was really happening i know different for you taylor as someone who's covering everything happening with it but for us normies i was a bit like oh yeah whatever i don't know what's yeah. gonna happen and especially going
0: for up. us on the on the game side of things where yeah. usually you don't you see you associate with tech you don't necessarily associate with video games and yeah. even when uh this psvr2 yeah. stuff was going down i was check my dms and the homie yusuf mcgee was like i'm surprised they announced it at ces and like i read that and i was like yeah and i was like well I guess where else like we're we're gdc right and we'll talk about it right but we're like we're also going to talk about it you know gdc exists (laughs) i think we theorize like project spartacus maybe being a gdc thing or something like that um but like there's not it's not like they're going to show up at e3 uh they're not i don't think they will talk about psvr at a playstation presentation like we got last fall i don't i don't think they will talk about it during a state of play because i think those are now a little bit chill and more low-key and when i start Hmm. Checking things off of, all right, not here, not here, not here. CS starts to make a lot of sense. Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, when I think about like, yeah, I mean, because uh, when I think of mostly gaming related stuff at CS, yeah, uh, you know, the big three Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, they kind of just. Uh, like they don't really you know they're not really there there's not a whole lot of a presence there I mean if there is I guess it would be TVs but again it's TVs are also for just like other things like you know watching TVs uh, like movies and like stuff like that so uh, you know there is gaming stuff that does come out of it like I know a couple years ago Alienware had this like concept that looks very like if you look at it and then you look at the Steam Deck you're just like oh, okay but anyway, again it was a concept so <laughs> and, you know yeah. but when you when you look at something like that and then you and then uh and you know there's been other stuff too like it's mostly like a lot of like quirky gaming gadgets that i really like so sure. it, it, you know there's there's gaming stuff that comes out of ces but it's not like the big heavy hitter stuff that like xbox or sony or nintendo's is like announcing most of the time i mean obviously last week was a good example of oh yeah they're just like hey here's a piece of psvr2 stuff <laughs> so no big deal you know <laughs> it was so because like I was already planning on watching this and like uh, a couple of my colleagues on Slack, we were, they were just like, like thinking like, hmm, are they going to announce this? Are, are they going to, maybe. I was like, I don't know if we can expect more than TVs from them, that, but you know, I'm going to be watching it. And something, I, I don't know what it was, but I think it was it was when I saw that uh, Tom Holland came on stage and they showed a clip from a, the Uncharted movie. And that's when I was like, you know what? We might actually get it. So I already had like a, like I was already prepped to write this. I was like, sure. if they announced PlayStation VR 2, I'm going to be ready for it. I will get it out the door as like a breaking story. But um, and I was like, but I was when it started, I was like, mm, they might. I mean, I think the weirdest thing that they probably announced at that presentation was the fact that they're pivoting to electric vehicles. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, I don't see anybody talking about that. I thought that was just like the weirdest thing. But yeah, you know what? PSVR 2, that was like a, a spotlight. Maybe next was Tom Holland talking about how much he liked Uncharted. But, you know, and Obviously the the game reveal for PlayStation VR2 that was also like just like Yeah, that wow was big, <laughs> right? I didn't
2: see that coming. The, the, the new Horizon game for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was I, I was not
1: expecting that. I actually thought that was going to be like a state of play thing. I I actually thought like when they did the 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 PSVR2 name drop, I was like, "Okay, they'll probably like put out a PlayStation blog and it'll have all the specs." And they did do that, but when they were also like, "Oh, they had Gorilla Games on and they were like, "Yeah, we're going to announce a new Horizon game and it's going to be for PlayStation VR2." And that's when I was like, "Wait, what?" So I put it in my original story and then we were like, hey, wait, let's get another story out on this because I think this is interesting enough to make it its own thing. I was like, well, OK, when you think about it like that, yeah, even though all we have is like some brief gameplay that we could grab screen grabs for and uh, just about it, like there was a whole lot of information, but there was also like it felt like so much. You know what I mean? Well, I,
2: the, what I'm interested to dive in with you is when we were talking today, getting you ready for the show, one of the things you said is that. So many people have written it off and just been like, oh, they announced some stuff, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that exciting. And you're so excited about yeah. it. And I can't wait to get into that, <laughs> which we will in one second, because this is PS I Love You XOXO. Each and every week we come together to nerd out about all things PlayStation. If you like that, you can be part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Over on patreon.com slash kinda funny games. You can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every week to- week. And then of course, you can be watching live like so many are right now. The Trogs, Madeline, Omega 3 joshie g they're all there they're hanging out you could be watching live as we recorded each and every monday however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can get each and every episode of PSI love you xoxo on youtube.com slash kind of funny roosterteeth.com and on podcast services around the globe each and every tuesday of course you'll have ads you won't get the post show you won't have written in you won't have seen it live but it's an easy way to support for free just like using the kind of funny epic creator code if you are on the epic game store if you're playing fortnite on any device if you're playing rocket league on any device you can use the creator code kind of funny all one word Uh, anything you purchase there it kicks back to us and we get some help with the business it's a great deal for you to still play your games and support us without actually giving us any money directly if that wasn't enough for you, I have housekeeping. Uh, number one, I saw blessing do this on kind of funny games daily. And I forgot. Cause I had taken three months off. Don't forget to rate all the shows on Spotify. Kind of funny Spotify introduced a uh, star rankings. And if you go in there and rate them for us, it helps us out. Even if you watch on YouTube or listen somewhere else, you can go to Spotify, click that you listen to all of them or whatever. them is played. And then you can leave a little review for us. It helps us get to other people. Remember there's a new merch line up. on kind of funny.com slash store right now. And there will be a new one each and every month. Uh, Andy and myself are hitting the links in everybody's golf over on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games at 11 a.m. Pacific right after kind of funny games daily. You can catch us playing on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays later or live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and then finally remember for PSI love you xoxo scheduling you still have time to beat horizon zero dawn horizon zero dawn is getting re-reviewed next week in a spoiler cast book club whatever you want to call it uh, get your thoughts in on patreon i will spoil it for you jana garcia did in fact platinum horizon zero dawn it's Whoa. all over it's all oh. over i don't know if ign wrote it up yet taylor you're here with us so i don't know oh. if you if you want to put oh, it in your Slack, geez. your Trello, go for it. Just let them know. <laughs> Got to
1: put it on the... Sign a card on Trello. Someone get on top of that, man.
2: It's a big deal over there. But yeah, we'll be talking about that next week and getting into it and seeing uh, what we think of it. Uh, there's already a new uh, form up for uh, patreon.com slash games. You can go there, submit your PS I love you questions and talk about your review of Horizon Zero Dawn for our re-review next week. Thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis. Makes uh, praise for Tello, Greg Miller's back and better than ever. Prankski, uh, Delaney Twinning, Tyler Ross, First Responder, ND, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, James Hastings, and Casey Andrews. Oh, today we are brought to you by... I built this doc and I'm like, did I update the advertisers? I'm not sure if I did. Hold on. I did. Okay, maybe? Okay. Today we're brought to you by undies, DoorDash, and Chime, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's start the show. With topic of the show. Taylor, you're here because of course you covered the big reveal, the unexpected reveal of PlayStation <laughs> VR2 at CES. You say not enough people are understanding what a big deal it is. So I turn it to you. What is the big deal about PlayStation VR two?
1: Okay. So I mean aside from the fact that uh you know Sony's like when they announced what last year that they're like hey we're making another PlayStation VR headset, you know, I think the specs actually paint a better a better picture just of what we can expect from this headset. I know a lot of people immediately were thinking, "Oh, okay, let me compare this to the Oculus Quest 2." I think that's a bit of an unfair comparison just solely for the fact that the Quest 2 is a standalone VR headset whereas the sure. PlayStation VR2 is tethered to that PlayStation 5. It's a it's an accessory for a game console that a lot of people still can't buy i might add but so <laughs> i don't know well, let's start up there let's
2: start there taylor because again like you know you obviously i, I know you've been on podcast beyond a bunch i know you talk about playstation all the time but i know as well you know you're tech for ign were you concerned at all about the viability of PlayStation VR to you, based on the fact that they can't even make PlayStation fives. And they already said this was going to be a PlayStation five device. Cause on the, the prediction episode last week <laughs> on recorded on Monday, this happening then on Tuesday, I did say like, Hey man, I still hope PlayStation VR happens. I like play. I love PlayStation VR. You know what I mean? But, if something was going to fall away, because I, I, I've been saying that I always thought that maybe they wouldn't actually commit to PlayStation VR 2 long term. Uh, I was like, maybe this is when it would fall away. The fact that you're still trying to get the systems out, let alone there's ch- chip shortages for everything else. In why event- launch another device that's going to be so hard to get? Was, I, was that a foolish thing to worry about? Do you think that this is at all affecting what they're planning for, it, Taylor?
1: I mean, I think it's... Uh, hmm. I've been ta- I've been so perplexed about this because on one hand I do agree with you I feel it's it seems so weird to to make this head or this 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 headset and you know obviously it's not a standalone it's not a hybrid or anything like you need mm-hmm. a PlayStation Five and I think about how hard it is. To still buy these, even almost two years after it launched, uh, I feel that uh, I, I was going to save this for like <laughs> later on in the chat, but I might as well rip that bandaid off now because a lot. I think a lot of people think that. Well, a lot of people are probably going to be thinking like, "Hey, is this going to outsell the Quest 2? I don't think it is, I think there's a lot, of, I, I can break down every reason why, but I think if we focus on the fact that it's trying to compete against the Quest 2, I think that's an unfair comparison, because again, mm. the Quest 2 doesn't need a PC to use it. You can use a PC with it, but it's not, you know, it has its own like processor, has its own GPU unit and things like that, it has all the specs that it can run on its own. It doesn't need a gaming PC like, say, a Valve Index or even a HTC Vive. And, you know, it's, so it's, it's kind of unfair to compare them Fully, you could still do sure. it like specifically with just like like resolution things like that. We can get to that in a second, but I think uh, I think what will determine what makes the PlayStation VR too successful is. What can they do to convince people that have a PS5 now? Hey, you should buy this because I feel with the original PlayStation VR, I, you know, I like it. I have one; it's it's somewhere in my room. I think it's like I think it's like under in that uh, like in that behind that door right there. But you know what I think? Uh, I mean, like I like it, but there was also so many cords. Like Greg, you had one. Like you saw. You think it, all, you I think was, I still all of in this room. Yeah, and, I'm
0: saying, I'm, I think and all of our VRs are in our closet right now.
2: And that's the thing you're yeah, doing. I'm just, why, why I I often. I feel hollow sometimes when I'm like, I love PlayStation VR, and I do, but it's also a part of loving the idea of it. I loved how quirky it was. I love that they did it and they took a shot on it, but it has Mm -hmm. been gathering dust since Iron Man VR. I'm probably forgetting something that came after that that I actually sat down and played. Maybe more Saints (laughs) and Sinners and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I think Walking Dead Saints Saints and Sinners came out like soon afterwards. But it's that thing of I really since I took it off and put it down. I don't feel like I've missed must-play PlayStation VR games. It's not like I've, I, I'm i like, oh, man, everybody's been saying I need to play this or I've done this other thing. It's an awesome, cool device, but it is such a destination device, right? Like my PlayStation 5 is on every day, and before that, my PlayStation 4. It's, it's part of my – it's ubiquitous with my life, whereas PlayStation VR reminds me so much of being a kid, and my dad built a go-kart which for me, and which sounds awesome, right? But it was like such a production to get the go-kart out that we never used the go-kart. Cause it would have bought the gas isn't in it and the oil isn't in it. And all the tires need air. And like da da, da. it was always these things of like, well, network it's not turnkey. I can't use it. And so there is a question. uh, So many of you wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, of course, to talk on the show, to be part of this. I can't thank you enough as always for doing it. Right. But like, there's so much going on in terms of, what the quest has meant and how that's changed the story already. The fact that I think I think the quest is such an amazing device. And it goes back to me then at GDC uh 2015, right after we uh launched kind of funny, and PlayStation was talking about PlayStation VR. And we were asking all the developers that came through, you know, oh, VR is gonna be the next big thing, or do you think it'll be the next big thing? And who's gonna win? Blah blah blah. And infamously, Lauren Lanning from Oddworld uh was like, Oh, PlayStation VR is gonna be the one that it does the best. And we were all like, What? Like better than Oculus, better than this? And he's like, Yeah, like it's the easiest to use. It's the, you have, there are so many PlayStation 4s out there. You can plug it and do that no problem. They're going to sell more than Oculus. They're going to sell more than Vive. They're going to sell more than X, Y, and Z. And this is before Quest, obviously. And so mm-hmm. he was right. That was the story. That was what happened because it was easy. And so now, you know, we get here and we're like what's going to happen next with this and where are we going to go with vr and this thing and it's exciting there's a playstation vr too and yeah taylor you have this great chart that uh, amanda flag over at ign made for your article that's just fantastic that goes oh, and, yeah. them all and does all this stuff but mm-hmm. even there you get into what matters right and how is this actually gonna uh, check out in the end is it gonna be the pixels per eye or is it gonna be ease of use because ben hutchinson wrote in too Patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can. It says, in a world where we've seen great success from the Oculus Quest 2, uh, part of that success coming from the fact that the cord is optional, are we worried Sony is putting out a product that is somewhat tethered by the past by remaining corded? Or does it matter that much? That had been the big dream, right? Blessed when we started talking about PlayStation mm-hmm. VR 2. Oh, I hope this thing's wireless. Oh, man, Quest is so awesome. Here we are, it's not. And we also have a release date. So by the time this gets out and it's corded, even though it's a single cord, is it already going to be two-way blessing?
0: I, I think it's. I think they're in a difficult place because I think in a perfect world, yeah, we'd get a cordless PSVR console, uh, and that's what so many people would prefer, especially coming off of using the Quest or the Quest 2 and having that experience of being hands-free and all the processing going on in the headset. But for what PSVR is and for what probably a big part of the strategy is for PSVR, right? Like, it being connected to the console is a huge thing because you're utilizing the power of that console. And so if... if if the options for Sony and PlayStation are, hey, let's do, let's have a VR headset that is, you know, connected via one core to the console, but then because of that, is able to, you know, produce these big budget, really cool VR experiences, have Horizon VR, and, and probably way more that are going to be announced, sure. versus hey let's make something from the ground up that is going to be a standalone headset that is going to cost us a ton of money and is going to be probably cost way more and have all these other things i think that second option just doesn't get made because at that point is it worth it for playstation mm-hmm. right like playstation is in the business of selling playstation fives they're not necessarily in the bit like even though they're in the business of selling PSVR as well they're they're in the business selling PSVR tethered to PS5s, right? It's the power yeah. of the PS5 that I think really pushes uh, that idea. I think heads, the the headset is way more of a peripheral than a standalone device for Sony and PlayStation. I think they're very okay with it being that. And so, you know, it's kind of a sad scenario to to be in to be like, shit. Well, we gotta have a cord connecting you and tethering you to the console. But I also don't think it's the end of the world. It is gonna be a. I think it's gonna be a thing that unsells a lot of people um and like i I look at that and i'm bummed but i know personally one i'm i'm gonna still uh invest in it we'll see how long i play it for because you know i think like you guys my psvr is in my closet as well and if it didn't have so many coins cords and shit attached to it would it still be in my closet that's another question but you know for what they're presenting so far it seems like a really cool thing i think the technology seems really awesome and it's i'm willing to put up with one cord (laughs) one cord i think i'm personally willing to put up with for the experiences that they seem like they're going to provide for the sharing, but it is a hump way, to get over.
2: Come all the way back to you, Taylor. Right? I think it's interesting to be in this conversation. You know, some seven years later, that again, what headset will win out? What's PlayStation VR's viability? Like, I'm excited for it. Blessings, excited. You're excited for it. We're video game fans. We're tech fans. We want all these bells and whistles, but to look at the success of PlayStation VR right over the past uh, six years, you start talking about like, oh yeah, it sold really well. And I remember the Andrew house article quoting him of like, man, I, you know, we underproduced, I was wrong on how many people would adopt it. There were still like at the time a hundred million plus or whatever it was PlayStation fours in the wild. And so now you're talking about back to your point, Taylor, there's so few PlayStation fives in the wild. I would, I'm excited. I'm, I'm sorry, not excited. I'm Caught off guard by the fact they're talking about it already and making it into a thing already. Cause I thought you would have done the cart before the horse. And you or you would have done the horse before the cart with the PlayStation 5 and gotten those up ramped up to speed, get them out, and then sell this device.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, because like uh I... <sighs> I mean, I wish I, I wish I knew more about like kind of like the parameters on all this. But, you know, I, I think more about how I, I like I want to say I'm not surprised. I don't think I'm surprised that they are announcing this just solely solely for the fact that, you know, it, we're about to approach two years of the PlayStation 5. Jim Ryan has mentioned in a, a, at least one interview that they wanted to get back into VR. I, I think, you know, I, I know that a lot of people are probably upset because they're like, why not just ramp up more production on the PlayStation 5s as well? But I also feel that, you know, I don't think them making a psvr2 is really in my opinion won't impact too much on psv like ps5 i mean yeah obviously if you don't have a ps5 there's no point in you buying a playstation vr2 that's just a waste of money but i also feel that with with you know that the like first like five years of like uh the, the the console's like lifespan i always feel like this is like a time where a lot of you know a lot more stuff will come out like uh, accessories whether it's an accessory or whatever you may be i feel like this is like the time where it's like you know we're getting like small little sprinkles of like what this thing can do and i feel like if i had to think of something that would be a good kind of like reflection of the first two years of playstation why not release the next iteration of the playstation vr we already know it was coming they've announced it was coming we saw what the, the controllers look like which by the way i'm really excited to just hold them because i, oh, I can't wait. Just like the coolest yeah. thing <laughs> they look like the first gen oculus touch controllers if you if you've ever seen the the like the like the oculus touch controllers they look really a lot like that And i was just like uh, but obviously it's a lot more like a round it kind of almost looks like it's covering your hand in a way yeah. and just all the features that are coming with it like the haptics the adaptive triggers i i think with just like the amount of immersion that it's going to offer with the, the 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 sense controllers and then you think about what the headset itself is going to offer like eye tracking which isn't even on the you know not on the quest 2 and things like that like i think i think about how much immersion we're going to get But it doesn't matter how much the tech has if there's nothing that's going to support it because, you know, everyone thinks that hardware is always going to sell. And, like, it doesn't matter how powerful the hardware is. It does to some degree, but in my opinion, the software always prioritizes. If you don't have software that convinces someone to go holy crap i gotta buy this thing what's the point of doing it like i very much knew a lot of people that bought a quest 2 because they heard about resident evil 4 vr and it was only coming to quest 2 not quest 1 not valve index not original playstation vr it was coming on the quest 2 or the quest 2 and they're like i gotta buy this i have to buy this but i'm also like guys there's like so many other games that you should buy that are on the quest 2 that you should try out but i'm also glad that you're buying one because i I think vr is really fun and i i like vr and i could go on for hours about why i like it for my own reasons but but yeah, I mean, but yeah, to just get back to your point, I feel with the current state of PlayStation, and I feel like it was only a matter of time that we were going to get this. And I feel like with the the progress we've been seeing with just the hardware and the technical prowess of the PlayStation VR, I think it's good that they're introducing it this early into the generation because then we'll start to see in the next like five years, like what can this console really do? Because like, yeah, if we st- stack it up with the Xbox Series X, like it's, it's, uh, it's not uh, up to par in some, it's like a little bit off but it's still like a very powerful console we've seen a lot of impressive games the happy on the DualSense controller have definitely made it my personal preference when I play games if I'm choosing between Series X or PlayStation 5 if it's a third party game and I don't want it on PC I'm most likely going to get it on PlayStation 5 because I just love the, the DualSense controllers I remember I wrote a, a story about kind of like the origins of it and I, I got to talk to the designer about it I thought it was the coolest thing and there's like another story I'm kind of doing as a follow up for that because I just love the DualSense controller it's it's for great. sure and you're a person of just... taste you'd
2: have to be a stupid <laughs> idiot who lives in Lake Tahoe to not like the DualSense that's who you'd
1: have to <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I don't think that I don't I think obviously it's still going to be hard to find this PSVR2 when it comes out because of FOMO and scalpers and bots which sure. I've covered before uh, F the bots. But, you know, I think in terms of like the demand for it like yes, I think people will be there's people that are upset that don't have a PS5 that are like why are they making this now? But I just don't think it's it, I don't think it'll personally impact the 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 issue with supply chain right now it's uh, the the chip shortage is always gonna is is an issue right now and it probably will be until next year but I think with, with the current state of the tech and just like the market and the 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 goals that they kind of wanted to have for playstation i think this was the this made the most sense and when they acquired fire sprite i was like this makes even more sense <laughs> and yeah, they're developing that horizon game so i was like i was like when i when i saw that like late last year i was like hmm maybe we'll get more psvr2 news early in the year i wouldn't be surprised if they were working on a new vr game and here we are so i think with the from the, the 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 acquisitions they made from them showing us the touch controllers to the fact that they just flat out said early last year hey we're making a new yeah, psvr yeah, yeah headset, I think it was only a matter of time that we were going to get it within the the, the first two to three years of the PS5's lifespan, regardless of a chip shortage or not. And that's,
2: there's a couple of different things in there that I think are interesting to pull out. The chip shortage and the inability to get PlayStation 5s out to people right now is obviously a unique problem to this compared to last generation. But if you jump back to PlayStation 4, right, of course, comes in 2013. PlayStation VR is announced in 2014, then released in 2016. And so if you start thinking about when they're actually going to release PlayStation VR 2, which is a conversation we will get to in this show with you, Taylor, (laughs) and you blessing, uh, you you have to start thinking about not where the ball is, but where the ball's going, right? And so if you're just you got a plan for the moment, you're able to sell PlayStation fives easily and that there is no ship shortage and you have to be able to get the stuff out there. My concern is just that, especially when you look at what I got from you, the audience, right? I put out a tweet. Obviously, I update the PlayStation questions every time for PlayStation VR on Patreon. And so I put up a whole bunch of different PlayStation VR ones there. And the questions that you know I asked were like, "What do you want? What's your dream game? Uh, what would keep you away? And what are you afraid of?" And so many people were afraid of stuff like what Thwip said, right? Uh, price, lack of interesting games. I was saying, "Okay, cool." Like you know. Uh, What do you want from PlayStation VR? Christoph wrote in and said, a compelling reason to put it on regularly, right? We're talking about the library here. We're talking about what's going on. And so when you start getting into, like, what are people uh, afraid of, right? Like Matt D says, between global supply chain issues and the popularity of the the wireless Quest 2, I worry adoption of PlayStation VR won't be fast enough for multiplayer titles to achieve success. And again, even though VR is a compelling market right now and has a bunch of great games on it, it what it did, and I'm I don't it did for like the stupid uh, venture capitalists that came in thinking this is the next big thing. It was a bust, and so you saw people retreat from the market. You see a bunch of people say can't say enough things about Polyarch, can't say enough good things about PlayStation as they continue to work on this, right? But I do worry if. PlayStation VR 2 is hampered by the fact that, okay, cool, it's corded, so it's less popular. Okay, cool, it's made for the PlayStation 5, but there's not that many PlayStation 5s out there. So we're still selling at a fraction of what that user base is for this. Like, unless PlayStation's throwing money behind these games, which maybe they will this time around, they already are obviously with Horizon are you going to have enough compelling games on this to make it happen? Even now, as we talk about, you know, PlayStation VR sitting in all of our closets right now because there isn't a compelling reason to throw it back on or have it out all the time. That could be an argument because... The games that people would be making right now, they're saying no, no, make that for PlayStation VR 2 make it look better. But you get into the sticky situation of I don't want it to be a Vita, I don't want it to be something that launches with a great launch lineup and then is just left out to dry. And, and race people have these your
0: saves, uh, you know, for Barrett. We're not going to go down
2: that path right now, right? Yeah. We're talking about PlayStation VR. one Persona Four Golden You're VR. You already brought up the Vita,
0: sales. so I had to bring up, you know, you know, the I Vita understand. deleting
2: 25 hours of my game. <laughs> I understand. Okay. Oh Jesus Christ! I understand. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bless you. You your hand up a second ago. I'm sorry
0: well yeah i wanted to touch on a similar thing which is uh release timing and Mm. what like what is the strategy here because you know talking about the chip shortage shocking talking about how difficult ps5s are to get right now and talking about like hey like by this fall right if psvr2 is planned for this fall let's say because last week last week i think the question was does it come out this year and i think we all gave an emphatic no and i especially was like no there's no way we see psvr2 comes out come out this year with the state of everything taylor Um, is it coming out this
2: year?
1: Okay, so I've heard uh reports that it might come out holiday 2022, and like honestly, if it doesn't, I, I could see it coming out that that time of the year. But honestly, I feel like with the chip shortage, I feel like they should just wait till next year, like like maybe Q2 next year to release it. But if they if it comes out like Q, like if like let's say they do more state of plays and like let's say we get more information like in the summer about the PlayStation VR2, we get the design, we get the price. And then I you know, maybe they'll announce some other games that are coming to PS V R two. I know a lot of people really want Half Life Alex, for example, <laughs> to come to like everyone keeps saying they want Resident Evil four VR. I don't think that's coming to PS V R two. I think I think Meta put way too much money to get that just for the quest two. I, I don't see I can't see that Fathomly coming or porting to Playstation V R two. I think Half Life Alex is a is a safe bet. It's I also a am in, not expecting right? port. It, it feels like that I I, yeah. I I know valve had said in the past that they wanted to put more games like on, on other platforms I think that makes the most sense because like I know a lot of people didn't play half-life Alex when it came out because you know the valve index came out But like, I know it's not just for the valve index But also when you keep in mind that it was for PC VR headsets like a lot of people were gonna buy that and I believe that was around the same time like that same year like the quest 2 came out the quest 1 was already out So it's like yeah, you could just connect I think you could also connect the quest to a PC as well But again, it's With like why cable, would yeah. you go through all that trouble? Yeah, well, again, but why would you do all that when you could just get a a quest two and just go on your merry way? Just pop the sucker back on, just you know, just get get, just get started with it. So I've talked about it before. Yeah, it's
2: two things. I mean, there of like number one for the quest two, like in quest in general, like that's a religious experience. If you haven't had the ability to use a quest or a quest two, if you can go do it. If you have a friend who has it, or if you have, I guess there are not no demonstrations anymore because there's a global pandemic still. But like, if you had the chance, do it because that is like outrageous and honestly it's one of the reasons i think that did it is one of the reasons my love for playstation vr was dampened to an extent right because like okay i'm making sacrifices for visual fidelity in the games this thing can run but it is exactly what I want, and I know. Again, we still haven't gotten into the stats of PlayStation VR two. I know that it also, you know, no more having to talk to the dual the camera. Right, it is the four cameras on board the headset for you that the eye tracking. Like the Quest two is amazing for what it, for that, and why I think again it's an uphill battle right now for PlayStation VR to overcome that, even though it is. To an extent, apples and oranges, right? Because you have a PlayStation Five. You're, if you're even looking at this, you have a PlayStation Five. You're in the PlayStation ecosystem. You want cool PlayStation games, which they're talking about. Yeah, so Half-Life Alex, I definitely. I'm, I'm sorry, bless. Oh, keep yeah, it one part. second. Half-Life Alex, I guarantee you get on PlayStation VR too. And I, I would expected to be a launch game honestly because yeah when valve did talk about in the past making for other platforms they also did all around half-life alex they were actually very you know they didn't dodge the question in the run-up to half-life alex when people would be like what about putting on the on playstation vr and like you know we're focusing on this but we're going to look at everything we want vr to be viable we want vr to be a, a big deal so i i guarantee that's coming sorry bless back to your point
0: but yeah, I mean going going back to the the chip shortage in 2022 thing. I think the well one to to pick back a little bit off you of what you said there. I think that is the power of PSVR compared to other VR platforms. I think it is the library because I'm sure. right, I'm right there with you in terms of me getting an Oculus Quest, me using my Oculus Quest and going, "Oh, this is the superior VR experience than anything. not just PSVR. I'm talking about like any VR headset I've used. Out of all of them, I think Oculus Quest has been the easiest, has been like, you know, it's powerful as a standalone thing, right? It's not like using Cool mm-hmm cardboard where the experience is super limited uh it does everything good enough in a way where it's like oh shit, yeah like this is difficult to pull off in vr they pulled off with the oculus quest and it's so hard it's so hard to go back to playing something like beat saber on my psvr versus just playing it on oculus quest when it's so easy uh to set up so that's like number one but then also going back to the date thing right i think you know i still stand by uh last week talking about how like yeah no i don't think this year though they're them talking about it first and foremost at CES and presenting it the way they're presenting it, you know, I, Greg, I think you give the good point of looking at PS4 and PSVR and the rollout there and comparing that to what that might look like here. I think the thing that I have to ask is, is, are they happy with that? Right. Is that a, is that a past PlayStation? Is that a, like a, a early to mid PS4 PlayStation versus the uh, current PlayStation where when we first heard about the PS5 or when the PS5 was presented to us in a bigger way, right? Like we got the wired articles the year before, and then <laughs> we got into 20, what was it, 2020, 2021. God, time. Uh we got into <laughs> 2020, and then uh uh you know we started to see more stage presentations, right? We saw the um a Mark Cerny thing with the fake audience. We then got the summer presentation <laughs> of like here's the PS5, here's all this shit, and then by the fall, we get the PS5 with them talking about PSVR to. In this way at CES on a stage presenting specs presenting controller talking about the games that are going to be for it that strikes me as modern PlayStation talking about something that's going to come out this fall and it makes me wonder if last time around even though PSVR was even seemingly even more successful than they thought it was going to be if they still want it to be even more successful than that given what we've even talked about here about like you know, multiplayer games and user base. And, like, if you want certain things to thrive on PSVR, you have to have an audience there uh, with it. And I think a good way, in a perfect world where chip shortage wasn't a thing and there already wasn't a struggle i could see the vision for psvr 2 being all right let's have this thing grow with the ps5 let's put it out the year Mm -hmm. after and Mm -hmm. we're gonna have it there the whole generation so that the audience can be there and the audience by the time we get to the end of the generation there's a sizable enough audience there that it that developers don't have to worry about putting out a multiplayer game and trying to trying to sustain it right like the audience is already there i wonder if if they identify that and if the plan is hey Ships ahead. Let's just go business as usual and like just say fuck it, and we'll deal with the shortages. But we want this thing out there because we want it to grow. I think that is a question of how much do they, how much do they really want this thing to to come out close to the PS Five? I think is 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 the thing there.
2: But so I, 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 you know, no pun intended. I worry about the optics of all of it. Of just like Mm -hmm. if it is that you go into Walmart, Target, you name it, any store, and. PS5 still sold out, but there are 900 just PlayStation VR 2s sitting on the shelf, right? Like, that's a weird look. And then for the, oh, I'd like to buy this for my son. Does he have a PlayStation 5? No, I'm trying to get that. Well, can't, well, why would I get this thing? And I know the grandmother <laughs> argument of buying the wrong thing or whatever, is such an old, outdated video game thing. But still, it, at least optically, it's a problem. Let alone the fact of, like, yeah, developers, how much money is actually in there. PlayStation has to sit there and make sure that they're the ones who are, you know, pushing it and funding it and making people make games for the thing. It's such a weird thing. Of I understand announcing, I understand getting behind it. I I still don't think this year. Like I just think that that would be not crazy because there's the counter argument to this is, of course. All right, PlayStation 5s are in the wild. There are not as many as we want, but guess what? They are out there, and they are in hardcore gamers' hands. They are in, They are in. if we still did Destination PlayStation, these would be the people going, or I'm sorry, if we still did uh, PSX, these would be the people going to PSX. They are in it for PlayStation. So why not launch a device that is, you know, obviously we're not going to make 3 million of at launch. We're going to put out yeah. there that are just for this thing. But then again, it's this numbers of how much you're, how do you finance that? How do you make that a compelling argument for people to make games for it?
1: yeah no i i yeah i definitely uh agree with that too and you know i think i think with to determine the, su- the success of the playstation vr 2 i don't think it's fair to compare it to like the original playstation vr because i think some people are thinking that or at least comparing it to the quest 2 and it's like with the if you think about the vr market, the vr gaming market vr gaming is still pretty niche i mean i know that oculus has definitely you know, streamlined it and mainstreamed it a lot. It started with the Riff. I know a lot of people think it started with the Quest. I think it started with the Riff, but, For sure. you know, you get the point. Like, you know, Oculus has definitely been a, a trailblazer in making vr gaming desirable in this industry and when the original playstation vr came out it you know it was you know it was it was it was popular and it was it was a very obvious reason why i mean the playstation vr was the playstation vr was just easy it was there the playstation 4 was a very popular console during its generation it was easy for people to go hmm, okay i don't need to buy a gaming pc to play vr games i could just like i don't have to spend like Upwards of thousand dollars to buy a headset and a and a laptop and or a gaming desktop. I could just I have a PS four. I could just spend like what what was it three ninety nine when it launched. I could just Spend that. Yeah, I could just spend that, and then obviously they have to buy those really dated PlayStation Move controllers, which I hated using. No, they didn't even makes. like I make more of at the
2: beginning. Remember they didn't make more of them. This is like such a bad <laughs> I, I still too. have a I still <laughs> have a PlayStation
0: Move controller that has like the mini USB mini port, not even the micro one. It's oh, so yeah. like, it was so hard to no. find a charger for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just yeah, they were just like yeah. I just, I hate, I hate the PlayStation Move controllers when they were like, and the fact that so many games had to use it, it just frustrated me. I was like, that was one of the reasons why I preferred to just play on my HTC Vive over just like the original PlayStation. For sure. <laughs> That's another reason why it's hard for me to just take it out. Cause I was like, why would I do that when, when I, why would I do that when I have an HTC Vive? Why would I do that when I have a Quest 2? It just doesn't make sense. So, you know, I think with what the original PlayStation VR was trying to accomplish, it succeeded in that. Was it the best headset no it didn't have to be but it was the most accessible it was the one that kind of got people to say "Hmm, you know what i will give vr a shot and yes it was a little disappointing i wish they had a little bit more first party support because i felt like it just i, I mean when i think about how many first party games i mean the first one really just comes to mind is just astrobot Rescue Mission, which, which is a good Hell, game yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong but i just i just think about how sony just wasn't really all in it. and like a lot of the games that i know a lot of people were playing they're like yeah you know i really like beat sabre i was like okay but i can go play that on like another head i could play this on my Five. i can play this <laughs> Let it shoot, though. Like, and- <laughs> yeah no no no. that was a good good game but like you know and and when i see people say like oh i can't wait to play beat saber on the psvr2 i was like uh you guys do realize that beat games is owned by meta now like i don't think that's coming to psvr2 if anything we'll get it through backwards compatibility they haven't announced whether or not it's going to be backwards compatible i think in this case i it should be especially if that launch it has to be if the launch if the launch lineup is just like maybe three or four games i think if they launch with like three or four games that take advantage of the haptics and all the stuff that the headset does put a original PlayStation VR uh, you know, titles is backwards compatible, I think that's a very compelling case to get a lot of early adopters, because I think what's going to determine the success of the PlayStation VR 2 is not going to be how it sells compared to the Quest 2. That's an unfair comparison. It's going to determine on how it can convince people that own a PlayStation 5 that are going to look at this and see what it offers and see what kind of games are taking advantage of that tech and go, you know what? There's no sense in me buying a Quest 2. I'm going to buy mm, this PlayStation mm. VR 2 because I already have a PlayStation five so i think as if it can win its base that already has a ps5 it's already won it doesn't need to compete with the quest 2 it can can and to some degrees if we want to talk about exclusives but it is very unfair to do that right now when you think about the fact that we, there's only one game that's been confirmed for it. So
0: yeah i think I, I, the, I, bi- <laughs> the biggest thing that's hampering it i think is itself and is like the world state more than anything right i i, I think you're sure. spot on in terms of like it, it it's not necessarily about competing with other headsets. It's about selling as many selling as many people who already have PS5s on the headset. And I think a lot of that is gonna is gonna come through the library. Which you know like I'm, I'm I'm right there with you that like I think first party support on the on PSVR could have been more with how much how strong PlayStation first party is. And going into PSVR two, I would hope fingers crossed that they're going to lean into it even more. And I think you know Horizon, uh, Call of the Mountain. That's, that's, right. Right.
1: Yeah. that's right that's right horizon
0: called yeah. Now yeah. we were talking about this last week that like oh man horizon names is so hard to memorize man wait until they announce another horizon game and they've done it and now i'm like shit <laughs> now i gotta memorize what this is it took me like six months to get for ribbon west uh but like this next horizon game i think is a good sign in terms of oh sure. yeah we we want to mm-hmm. take advantage of our ip and we want to we want to Give actual first party support to this thing because you know when I think of PSVR one I do think of Astrobot I think of I do think of Blood and Truth also which is first party I think of Twelve Saves the Universe which wasn't first party but I think might have been exclusive at the time uh, correct me if I'm wrong but then also I think of I guess I I think of Tetris Effect as well and I think of quite a few games that either were exclusive or timed exclusive at a point for sure that you know yeah. gave, landed toward a very strong library and I think library is where PlayStation really shines in terms of anything.
2: And that was one of the questions was, you know, what do you want from PlayStation VR 2? Kebabs wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, Z backwards compatibility with PSVR 1 titles. Having such a strong lineup would be amazing. There's tons of great titles like Astrobot, Moss, Iron Man, and Beat Saber, but also PS4 games with VR support like No Man's Sky, Star Wars Squadrons, Hitman 3, and the Wipeout Collection. It'd be amazing for PlayStation VR 2's first year to have these titles available on PS Plus to encourage players to dive back into the back catalog of games. And again, for so long, I talked about with playstation vr one adding vr playstation vr games to ps plus to make it kind of a trojan horse where if you're doing the smart thing and not being janet garcia happy birthday uh and downloading you know at least redeeming the games that are there every month you would have this eventually a, a, a library of vr games even if you don't have the vr unit to look and go you know what i don't i saw vr on sale why not pick it up because of this now it works the same way of they have to have backwards compatibility. You assume they would since PlayStation 4 games work on PlayStation 5. Is, is it that hard to make the move understand you know, that this isn't a move wand. It's this controller now or whatever. I remember when we made this argument uh, about something else uh, about a third-party VR game. They said it would be easy. Some developer wrote in as easy as video game development ever is. Anyways, though, <laughs> if you were able to sit there and you're like, again – i bought a playstation 5 somehow i got on. i was up at 5 a.m i got this thing i'm playstation through and through but playstation vr didn't do it for me now you have this playstation vr or playstation 5 they announced or they put out playstation vr 2 you would hope that if the launch lineup looks rad as fuck there's all these cool games that are in stunning super hd and whatever you're inside horizon you go well can i justify it for three games you don't have to you can say well they have all these other things. You know, My, I asked, you know, what do you guys want, again, for PlayStation VR 2? What's your dream PlayStation VR 2 game? So many people wrote in with stuff. My Greg Miller's personal thing is I still want a Platinum Iron Man in VR. But my problem is that the load times were just so atrocious on iron man vr that i do not want to replay levels on a harder difficulty and sit there for them to load it's like if they're able to say that it's backwards compatible and with the processing power of the playstation 5 and playstation vr 2 load times are so much quicker for old games for brand new games like that is a huge step forward for what this device does
1: yeah yeah no i agree
0: yeah, I hundred percent agree. And like you know I, I, I think the inside out tracking thing is huge, too. You know, I know mm-hmm. we haven't dug deep into into all the features, but like I think that's gonna be a big thing, uh, especially because I remember going back to the move controller and all, and that in that conversation, I've had so many issues in my PSVR in terms of me it, one of my previous places, I had like a big old window <laughs> that would always shine light during a sunny day. And half the time my PlayStation wouldn't be able to like track the move ones because or even even like I think sometimes even the dual sense because my room was too bright
2: uh so it, and like, it, it, there's a lot no of people word. who aren't who aren't you haven't used playstation vr maybe didn't keep up with it taylor explain playstation vr and how it tracked you in the game versus playstation vr 2
1: yeah so with the the way that tracking worked with the playstation vr the original one it used uh like leds like gyroscopes accelerometers and it had the playstation camera as well so there was a lot of different things that it was using to like kind of track your motions. so you know if we're if we're comparing more to like what the psvr 2 is going to do this it's more akin to how quest 2 2- does your tracking. And then there's also the eye tracking thing, but that's like an exclusive thing for the PlayStation VR 2 We'll talk about that in a second, but you know, so, well, you know, uh, tracking is going to be a lot more seamless with it. Just having those built-in cameras on the headset, it's going to make it easier to play the games. It's going to make it easier to just enjoy the experience because I feel like first off, if anyone who's owned a PlayStation VR has, s- Owns one they know how much of a pain there's Like that little blob like black box That came and you had to plug in all these cords Like I remember the first time I had I, I did It when I got one and I was like Why is there so many cape like I know that Like a lot of headsets like they like I said I have an HTC 5 so I remember how much it was like setting Up the base stations and things like that so You know where it, it was easy for like say A valve index or a HTC 5 or even the oculus rift where It's like oh you have like two sensors it's like oh no no, no. You got this camera you got the leds you got All this other stuff that the playstation VR. If you're using the PlayStation,
2: if you're using the Mm -hmm. uh, PS4 controller, obviously to see the light bar, if you're using the move ones, you had to read the bulbs on top, which meant that yes, like Blessing is talking about if you had sunlight going in there, getting in the way of there, they're making the lights not as bright, then you Mm -hmm. wouldn't see it as well. You'd have bad tracking. If you got out of the frame of the camera, there's so many times, I forget which game it was. I was trying (laughs) to reach for something on the ground and I punched (laughs) the floor so hard (laughs) because I was trying to get down to it, but it just couldn't read it no matter how I put it. And so PlayStation VR 2, having the four cameras on the headset, mean it eliminates all that and reads everything uniquely and, and better and you'll be able to see or it, it'll see what's going on and be able to read what you're doing and use it in the world that way yeah, rather than it a- having to film you
0: which is a way better experience, right? Like, I, I use yeah. the, the yeah. light shining in my room as one example. But there are plenty of examples where I'm playing a game. I forget the name of... Uh, man, I forget the name of the game, but it was a game that we played uh, year one of uh, me joining and, and bringing back PS Love You. Of like, It was a, a game where you had to look down out of an office building. You were, like, high up on the floor. And, like, monsters would be climbing up. Oh, and yeah. Look oh, back yeah. grab something <laughs> in the room and then throw it down. I forget the name of it. But, like, fun game sucked on PSVR because there's not, like... Backtracking on PSVR, right? Because your PlayStation camera is in front of you, ideally, and you're looking yes, back, and then you lose tracking because mm-hmm. your hand gets lost because you're putting it behind you. Essentially, that mm-hmm. doesn't happen with Inside Out tracking. Or at least, hopefully, that doesn't happen with Inside Out tracking because the camera. I can see issue 3- with it. 360.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I for Wordsworth, I haven't had an issue with it, but you know, if anyone else has, feel free to let us know. But I haven't, I haven't. But you know, uh, with Inside Out tracking, yeah, just, right, just, you're saying, oh, God, now I, I, you know what? I keep telling myself, I was like, I don't think I care to.
0: Uh, I think just because
1: it's... Oh,
2: she's back. Oh, you're oh. breaking oh. Up. She disappeared for like half a second. Oh, yeah. You
1: sorry. don't care what. It. You don't care too. <laughs> I, well I don't care too much. I mean, I do care about the design, but I think I am more. Curious about how the overall like design of it looks because I mean I liked mm. the head strap on the original I don't I, what's your thoughts on the original PlayStation VR um like head like head strap and stuff I I think it was okay I thought you know I it wasn't the best I thought it was all right I but... liked it
2: until it started breaking down like I'm one of the people mm. who with over you know so much use the head the all the plastic or whatever and the fake the faux leather i don't know how they call this stuff the material that was the pads for your head it <laughs> yeah, starts yeah. to crack and fall apart so now if you put it on mm-hmm. i get little black specks on it all the time like oh, right, oh it's like gosh. there it's like well this is like it's disgusting like- to use now on top of not being <laughs> at all a modern experience
0: for me it's just there's a lot going on on it when you put it on your head it feels big and bulky in a way that at mm-hmm. the start of it i was down with it because i think that's just where vr was at <laughs> and i i think that was just that was just just like that was the sphere right now having used other vr headsets i i would prefer something that's way more tight right Like i also know that for me playing psvr and playing beat saber in, PS- in psvr was such a thing because like i would sweat i would fog up the lens like in the way that's constructed i feel like it would trap in like a lot of i always got i'd
2: always yeah get the condensation up on the bottoms of the lenses (laughs) and have to like pull it off and cool it down and put it back on
0: yeah and vr is great for a lot of like fitness games too and so without that that being the case you don't want that right like you want something that can handle that kind of usage because you know even after playing beat saber i uh i would mess with this game called it's called like boxing VR essentially. I forget the exact name, but I think wait, it was wait,
1: boxing. Was it, VR. Um, was it, uh, uh, it, might was have been fit XR. I, it could have been, that, or yeah. it could have been, what was it? Uh, there's another VR box knockout league. There was also creed rise to glory. Those were boxing creed, games. Rise glory.
0: I think I might've tried for uh, one time, but I think the one <laughs> I got, into got into my doing called fit XR. And what that was, was like, it's essentially like beat saber, but it, it is specifically for working out and it is boxing motions. Yeah. Essentially. And so you're doing okay. that, but on a rail, like on beat saber, uh, <laughs> But oh, I know, I know. For the people who I knew, who I know who have used VR, plenty of them were using VR for like that purpose of like working out or playing games that involve some kind of fitness because it's a great way to kind of involve yourself in that. And with that, yeah. you want I think you really want something that breathes and doesn't trap in all that condensation <laughs> and doesn't like weigh on your head because that I, I feel like that makes things just so difficult.
2: Well, that was the thing of, like, you're talking about Beat Saber, which, yeah, I did on uh, PlayStation VR for the longest time until I got a Quest. And then it was Supernatural VR, which is a workout program on Quest that I used too. And, like, when I got really into that at the start of the pandemic, you know, I ordered a different face mask and stuff for it, like, Mm -hmm. because it was interchangeable. So I got one that was, like, better at absorbing or blocking out sweat. And it was, like all so easy so great it didn't fog up the lenses it was like you're saying tight and that was still you then i'd go back and put on the playstation vr thing and it would be that oh like this feels like a fisher prize toy this feels like it's not constructed as well as that which again was a strength when it launched and this is the whole thing with tech right taylor of like when it launched playstation vr felt good it was easy to put on and off like i it, the buttons were right there it was easy to make sense compared to an oculus that i could i you know or the valve no 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 yeah the oculus uh the Quest. original rift the rift, rift. right where it oh, was yeah, like yeah, the, uh, rift or the... the original ones that i you know i didn't have much experience mm-hmm. with i understood this one and so like as you look at playstation vr 2 that i'm right there with you if i want to see what it looks like i want to know single cables, fine yes no path pass through box right no pass through <laughs> box uh that also doesn't do hdr remember that was a big deal when it was mm-hmm. like cool oh. here's the playstation 4 pro awesome by the way uh, if you use the PlayStation VR, you don't get the benefits of the pro. Like what the fuck? Well then I'm never gonna plug in the PlayStation VR. <laughs> can we talk about eye tracking? Because that sounds dope as hell. Like Taylor, one, yes. are there yes, already we, we headsets out there
0: that. that use eye tracking and then also like where are you at the eye tracking in
2: PSVR? And what is eye <laughs> tracking so, if people uh, don't know? <laughs> oh yeah, <that's> right.
1: <laughs> all right. So first off we could talk about that uh yeah, so first off let's just talk about the eye tracking. So the eye tracking, if you look at the chart that is in the feature I wrote, uh eye tracking's just like a psvr2 exclusive thing uh to my knowledge there aren't any other vr headsets that i know like i know the valve index doesn't do it so like there or if there's like another headset that does it that's not even for gaming maybe that's that exists but also who buys a vr headset if they're not just gaming i mean, I guess maybe for like experiences or yeah for the popular i
2: gotta get in there and go shopping in walmart
1: i don't want to talk about metaverse <laughs> i don't want to talk about that but, but yeah, so with eye tra- so, so with the eye tracking it detects like the motion of your eyes so you know you could look at like let's say you're just looking at uh, in, in a different direction from whatever your character is looking at then it'll it'll track that moment it'll track your movement from whatever it is you're looking at so it it, it also and like looking at just like the the features that it can allow just like you know adding an additional input for how your eyes are kind of moving inside the headset. I think that adds a lot more immersion immersion than what we've seen in other VR headsets to date, because like, you know, I don't know if any of you have played like games, like uh, like Resident Evil four VR or things like that. So like, you know, I think it would be cool to have something like that for, for in this instance, but obviously quest two doesn't have it. So with the, with the eye tracking, it'll add a lot more immersion and it can allow for a lot more of like expression and realism and, you know i i I wish that we kind of got more of like a demo of how the eye tracking will work like maybe from call of the mountain if they had showed that off but i think with how that what what it is supposed to do and how it and how it fits with playstation's kind of like overall tech focus with the haptics the adaptive triggers the fact that you know the the headset has this really good resolution and all that stuff i feel like I feel Sony's... I don't know, like, I, I think about this feature even particular, like, gosh, I'm glad you brought this up, Leslie, because I, I think about this. I was like, is Sony really all in on VR? I hope they are, it because sounds, this eye tracking, it sounds good, right?
0: It sounds really cool, and it sounds uh, forward-thinking, and it, I I mm-hmm. struggle a little bit to, like, see what the application is going to be <laughs> in, act, in the actual games. I'm I'm sure, like they could they already have ideas for it especially since they have like first party games in in, in the process for psvr 2 knowing sony they're gonna find ways to use it no matter what um but if i think I, it, in, I think it sounds dope it, as hell what's up Greg? it is dope
2: as hell it is awesome i do think it, it is again them pushing this forward doing something different you know what i mean like let's actually commit to it uh taylor you mentioned of course your chart from ign.com where we should go look at it uh and how yeah the pixels per <laughs> eye when you compare psvr 2 psvr oculus quest 2 and the valve index playstation vr 2 has the most pixels per eye and stuff but for eye tracking what i think will be interesting about it bless is Mm -hmm. if people are using it in their games and know it's there which you assume playstation first party would be then characters are going to comment on what you're seeing or what you're doing. But then also I would imagine it's going to be similar to what we saw with Horizon Zero Dawn, if you remember. Because remember, after Horizon Zero Dawn came out, they did a whole tech presentation of when you turn Aloy and the cone of vision goes like this, it realizes you're turning and starts populating all that data. But behind you, it wasn't there. That way they could focus it all there. And that's how you were getting such dense, crazy worlds, right? I don't think that it is... By coincidence, that Gorilla and Granted Fire Sprite are working on this ge- Horizon game and they're talking about stuff like that. Because I would imagine, as it starts tracking my eye to see where I'm going, it's going to move detail that way and spin it mm-hmm. from the side so we get more detailed words. That's what I'm guessing would be happening, yeah. at least from I the tech they've already will- used.
1: What's interesting, too, is that the PlayStation blog had noted that um, that it can interact more like the eye tracking will allow players to interact more intuitively uh, in new and lifelike ways and heightened emotional response. So I I would love Mm. to see a story driven kind of narrative VR game that that really fully takes advantage of this eye tracking, because I feel like if they can execute a game that offers this type of emotional realism that you couldn't necessarily get from a Quest 2 or, or heck, even from uh, just like a a normal traditional conservative console experience, that is pretty like honestly like i would love to see a game like that being shown and getting you know award nominations at the game awards or something i think i i think that there's uh and also too i don't know why i keep thinking about the metaverse just reading that but just like i was (laughs) i
0: was was gonna bring up like metaverse type stuff right because like there is there are apps like vr chat and other social apps that people use in vr where it is like hey i'm hanging out my friends right or hey me and my friends have on a bunch of different fortnite skins essentially and we're hanging out and talking to each other now i can easily see like eye tracking becoming a factor there where it is hey no eye tracking is a thing that we can use to actually like give your character a bit more character right and now you're you're like whoever you're playing with your co-op partner can see that like you're staring at them or you're looking elsewhere and you can actually have like interaction but then there are also games like barrett was just showing on on the video before your eyes which uses things uh i don't jana can explain it better because she actually loves this game but i believe you play this by blinking right you blink yeah, yeah
1: yeah
2: Ooh. and so like yeah. i mean
0: you can you do I, stuff like that as well
2: Which and i think really of something like you know like uh, again i'm giving you a bad not a great example <laughs> but uh, like something like la noir or how you know, that was all about reading uh, facial expressions and seeing yes. stuff what do you do if a game's analyzing you that way right and it is like you're trying to piece together what's going on but you're looking around the room like why are you looking over there look at me you know what i mean <laughs> like i even think of something as silly as like you know uh stuff from the dark pictures anthology right where it is so yeah. much of like oh interesting why'd you pick that like if it was what you're being pulled to in a room as soon as you walk in like i noticed you looked at the butterfly or whatever there's <laughs> interesting oh, applications there from a narrative thing that again i think would give you the reason to pick up the playstation vr2 and play stuff it is an experience you can't get. that's
0: where i'm like you've taken it too far <laughs> You're right, like, When you when you start like reading like you know my emotions and like telling me that I'm lying and shit because you you track my eyes a certain way. That's where I'm like, okay, video game's gone too far. I can't do that.
1: It's like, wait, are you like the have an NPC look at you and be like, hey, are you okay? You're looking a little sus. Or yeah. oh my god, what if they what if they just randomly said, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna make Final Fantasy fourteen online for PSVR too? I mean honestly I like
0: like am- I mean Among Us is coming to, to VR. I'll love yeah, like a going- hey, you can see you can like see people's faces. You can see how their eyes are oh like you imagine <laughs> yeah, as they kind
1: of like it. I would actually, I would buy Among Us VR just if, if if they had that that feature on PlayStation. If they put it on PlayStation VR 2 with like that type of like feature, I, I'd I would double dip and get it just so I could try it because yeah. I just think that'd be funny. Like you, you're like have your eyes go. Wait a minute, you said you were you said you were in uh, electrical like that sounds a little sus and then just have your (laughs) eyes kind of like squint and just be like are you sure about that it just like i don't know there's there's so much there's like i feel there's endless opportunities with what they could do i think that they could definitely add more narrative driven vr games using this feature especially with like choices or just like emotional weight like wouldn't that be wild like if if they had like the i know this will probably be like a long shoot but i'm just thinking about the last of us like imagine like just having like a last of us game where they like you're just like crying and just all this other stuff and it like it reads and just like you know inputs that it's just i don't know i just i I feel like there's so many endless opportunities i feel like there's a this is like a whole conversation on its own front but i feel with what it promises what it can deliver and thinking about the potential that developers could have because this hasn't really been done the only other headset that might do it is there's rumors that valve is working on its own standalone vr headset we don't know if it's when it's coming out all that stuff we don't know what features it has but there's rumor to have eye tracking if that has eye tracking then that would you know but again like this hasn't been done the quest 2 does not have this so this kind of feature definitely would put you know, Sony as like a trailblazer on the VR space in its own way. Because again, you can't get this on the quest 2. yeah, it's more convenient to play the quest 2, especially if you don't have a PlayStation five, but yeah. then look at what Sony is doing and offering. I think this is, I think they brought a lot of value to the table for why PlayStation five owners should early adopt in my opinion.
2: No, 100%. And I think, you know, you go to something like the Dual Sense, and you, you talked about at the top of the show how much you like that controller and how well it can be used. And we've talked about it, you know, to death on this show, whether we're talking about <laughs> Astro Bot Riot, whether we're talking about the bowstring in certain games, whatever we're, you know, doing with it, that all these marketing buzz examples we heard before were like eye roly, but then you play something like Returnal and you're like, holy shit, like this is a different feel. This does feel different. This does put it on a different level for it. And mm-hmm. so if you're able to go with PlayStation VR too and be like yep it is not wireless but you're getting the visual fidelity that you're not getting from the other ones you're you know the new controllers are the same haptics as the dual sense so you're having all these different experiences from it you start really building out i think to what people want from it which is a, its own library if it's backwards compatible great but its own library that then has its you know support that is there for them that they are out there you know matt d wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and said for me to realistically consider purchasing playstation vr 2 i'd like to see a healthier release calendar not just a series of launch titles titles but games uh to expect over the coming years to give me confidence the platform won't be an afterthought Again, if they're able to come in and have something different, whether it's eye tracking and then it is that they're able to announce, hey, here are all these third parties that are, you know, imagine what, you know, a publisher like Annapurna, if they're going to go talk to their developers, then be like, hey, this eye tracking is really cool. What narrative things could you tell? PlayStation's giving money away for this ideas and games. Where could we go from that? Now, speaking of giving away money. For ideas and games and things like that you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games kick us a few bucks right in to be part of the show just like matt d did of course watch live just like ps we uh madeline omega-3 joshy g keegan hill all are uh and do all that stuff you'd also get the show ad free but guess what jack you're not listening on patreon.com slash kind of funny games so Let's hear from our sponsors. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees, no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees, and no service fees. Get all that and then some with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card. They've also got over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs all over the place, like at most Walgreens, 7-Elevens, or CVSs. You can access your money when you need it, where you need it. Make sure you make the first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members, FDIC. Get fee-free transactions at a Money Pass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any Allpoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM otherwise out of network 18 withdrawal fees may apply sometimes pay anyone instant transfers can be delayed the recipient must use a valid debit card or be a chime member to claim funds relationships aren't perfect and me undies is celebrating our imperfectly perfect matches with their new valentine's day collection i don't have to read the ad anymore i can just tell you i'm wearing me undies, ladies and gentlemen always have been always well you know i not always i guess but what happened is i had a bunch of underwear i didn't like that much and then i tried a couple pairs of me undies and i was like these are amazing and i ordered a whole bunch of me undies and now it's all i wear and i am due for more maybe i'll do it here back to the ad gifting underwear for valentine's day wow real groundbreaking express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun limited edition prints. And, if you're single, don't worry. You can mingle in matching pairs with your friends... ...or even get dog hoodies and buddy bands... ...to match your four-legged pal. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For a limited time only, get 25% off... ...your first order of matching pairs... ...for Valentine's Day and... As a first time purchaser, you can also get 15% off in free shipping right now to your door. To get 25% off matching pairs, 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com kinda funny. That's MeUndies.com kinda funny. Guess what I use all the time, ladies and gentlemen? DoorDash. That's right. I come down here, I record the shows, I come upstairs, Jen's taking care of our newborn, it's a three-month-old. our three-month-old, and guess what? We're both too tired to make food, so we order on DoorDash. We do it all the time, and you should, too. You've got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and other essential items delivered to your door with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos. Choose from your favorite national chains like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download that's you, download the DoorDash app and enter the code GAMES2021 That's 25% off up to a $10 value in zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code GAMES2021 Don't forget, that code is GAMES2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change. Terms apply. All right, we're back. And we're on this conversation of money. Taylor, how much is PlayStation VR 2 going to cost? With its better pixels per eye, it's OLED display, it's inside-out tracking, it's eye tracking, it's all this stuff, which all sound awesome, is it going to be ungodly expensive?
1: Look, I don't think it's going to be that expensive. I... Would be baffled if it cost more than a PlayStation VR2. I don't think it is. I I know some people think that because of the specs and the high fidelity that it's going to cost uh, about as much as a Valve Index. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. I I can't see this costing more than five hundred dollars. If I had to say a safe price point, I could see this maybe being three ninety nine. I could see it also. I could argue for two ninety nine, but I feel holy shit that be.
2: I, That's yeah, what, I mean, I, right now yeah. playstation vr2 launched at uh i'm sorry playstation vr launched at 3.99 quest 2 has two different models you can get it for 2.99 you can get it for 3.99 and i would think if you can get yeah. playstation vr2 two to 2.99 that'd be insane
1: I, if they could get it at 2.99 that would be uh, that'd be why I think that that they'd probably break the internet just like when what what was the uh the the retailer that pr- uh prematurely opened up playstation 5 pre-orders and everybody on the internet just kind of broke mm. and I was I like it might have that, been, that, been Walmart I don't know why I think it was Target I think Target it, one of the, one of the other was like okay F it we'll do it now too but yeah and also uh, Greg fun fact um, because we didn't put the the Vi Pro 2 on the chart originally I did have it on there but I cut it because I was like okay we're getting too nitty gritty on this but it actually has a higher pixel per eye than the PlayStation VR 2 <laughs> but, IGN you know, line to me as always
2: <laughs> what a surprise no, it's,
1: it's, in the ar- it's in the article I i'm it. not I an in article, article guy it's i'm a graph chart. guy
2: i see the graph i look at the graph the, the graph that's right the graph. here the graph
0: right here says this and that <laughs> thank like, you and yeah that this and see? that's all i gotta pay Very attention exotic. to yeah okay? I, mean? I don't read words i, I actually have it pulled I actually
2: have it pulled from here I, however it is important to note that the headset ha- gets i'm sorry however it is important to note that when the headset gets a street date it will not have the highest pixel per eye count as htc vibes pro 2 not shown above still takes that crown with its 5K <laughs> head mounted display that offers uh, 2448 by 2448 per eye resolution. So there you go, Taylor. Keeping us honest, but we're talking about what's on the market right now. But again, yeah, this is the problem. It's all going to change. Right
1: Yeah, it'll probably change. I mean, hey, I mean, I know that uh, Meta is also working on another headset, but from what I'm hearing, it might not be so much gaming focus. It's probably going to be a metaverse thing. I I don't know. We we, we don't know a whole lot, except for the fact that they were working on it and they announced that last year. But if we're focusing on the now, which is the now, the here and the now, then, yeah, I think I think if they want to be competitive, It'll. I think it's probably going to be three ninety nine. I don't know why. I, I wish it. I. I would love it to be two ninety nine, but I feel like in my heart, it's telling me it's going to be the same price as the digital yeah. edition of the PS five. I. I just can't see this costing more than a PS five because I feel like because it is tethered to the PlayStation five because this is a an optional accessory for a game console. There's just no way it's going to cost more than the actual hardware needed to tether and power it. There's just no way. I, I think. I think. Well, I think I think it, I could see an argument for, for 500 I could see an argument for 299 but I think 399 maybe 349 I could see that, uh, honestly. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Blessing, what's what, your do, opinion? what about what
2: you, Greg? You think? <laughs> oh, damn, you got me before I busting. I think it's going to be 399 <laughs> I think you come in there and you try to hit what you did with PlayStation VR beforehand because you've shown that people who believe in it or at least want to believe in it will pay for that. And, again, that's already yep. been a, a test for then, you know, the... Hardcore PlayStation audience that you assume are the people with PlayStation 5s that would be the ones who go out and do this. So I think that's a safe bet. I think if you can go lower than that, holy shit. And I think I also want to be surprised if you went higher. I could see for 449. I could see 449, you know, 450. Get in there right. and try to get it there.
0: I think I think there's a level of once you get high enough, it's like why is this tethered? Then just make it some yeah. standalone thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I I stand I stand at three ninety nine as well. Three hundred would be wild. I think two ninety nine would be such a good like oh. They they did it right like that that is another like highlight in a PlayStation presentation if they're able to say hey we're putting this out for two two ninety nine and I think that is a way for that would be a way for them to one I'm sure that they'll probably lose some money if they if if they went went that route but also that would seem to be a play of get this into as many hands as possible people who are in the PlayStation audience that have a PS five let's flood the streets with P- with PSVR 2s and really make it so that the software can thrive on it I think that would be a huge move but I also think that. With the original PSVR releasing at uh, 3.99, it, like they they already know that they can be successful with a 3.99 PSVR, right? They already know that hey, people aren't going to be too beat up about it. People aren't going to complain. People aren't going like of of course, not everybody's going to be able to get it, and I think that's a thing that they would deal with either way. And so I think 3.99 is a is a safe bet for it. But man, I would love I would love for it to be
2: 2.99. What'll be fascinating with it is marketing and how they pitch this and you know it's a tired greg miller story but you know i remember shuhei coming through and talking about this back in the day at the gdc when they announced it and being like listen this you know we we're celebrating the 20th year of playstation at the time he's like this is not the 20th year of playstation vr this is like us launching the ps1 this is us starting something from the ground up and where it's going to go right and i think this plays into a question l2 larson wrote in with to patreon.com slash kind of funny games this is more of a big picture question for vr in general but something i really want to figure out before PlayStation VR2 how do you make time for vr games i have my original psvr and i love it but i feel like my game sessions are few and far between because i'm worried that something is bound to pull me out of the game this can make me feel like it's this can make me feel like it's not even worth starting a game this makes it tough to keep any kind of consistency in my vr game time do you all have tips and tricks for meaningfully adding vr to the gaming rotation we've all talked about our headsets or playstation vr headsets for the argument being in the closet I wonder if for PlayStation VR2 this is something they tackle head on. And it is that in the same way you know PlayStation wh- like we've talked about this uh, throughout PlayStation uh, PS I love you right and gamescast and kind of funny. But like when you think of a PlayStation first party now when you think of PlayStation studios and their cool polished intro you're thinking of a high quality usually single player triple A video game, right? You know what a PlayStation exclusive for the most part is, right? Especially if you look at Horizon, something like Last of Us, God of War. I wonder if with PlayStation VR 2, they try to really set that bar for VR. Where they're like, PlayStation VR 2 isn't meant to be this thing that everybody, is going to be an event. It is going to be a blockbuster movie. In the same way now, you know, especially during COVID, there's only certain things that will bring you to a theater. There's only certain games that we're going to put out first party-wise that are going to be something like the Horizon VR game, right? That are going to be something that justify this price tag on the system that's already niche, right? You have to start spinning the story to some direction of, This is you're going to have your third parties. You're going to have the back catalog. You're going to have plenty of games to play if you just want an experience. But when we're talking about what PlayStation VR 2 is going to be defined as, it's going to be defined by these from the ground up PlayStation experiences with the eye tracking and these visuals that you can't get anywhere else.
0: Yeah, I think I think they're really gonna have to push it as like a hey like this is psvr2 almost feels like the the ps2 to, the, to like the ps1 of psvr1 where it is like hey here like here are the better looking games here are here's us putting even more support behind it i i think there has to be a spider-man game for it uh and yeah figuring that out is probably gonna be <laughs> difficult in terms of how do you make a spider-man game that doesn't make people throw up and like get <laughs> nauseous you know it might have to be a I mean, it sounds like a bad idea, but, like, it might have to be a Peter Parker game or, like, some other form of, like, all right, how can we make a game that we can put Spider-Man in the title but isn't necessarily you swinging from the streets of New York? Maybe it is almost like a Telltale Batman game where it is, like, it's Spider-Man, but it's more of the narrative (laughs) aspects of it or something along those lines. Uh, But I think you have to do that, right? I think you have to – you you might have to figure out how to do a God of War. You might have to figure out how to to translate these things. And I also think you have to take studios that are, I think, in the in-between of, like – all right, what are the studios and PlayStation Studios that are that are you know out there out, out there putting out console games but aren't necessarily like the Ghost of Tsushima's and the God of Wars and all those things, right? Like what is uh Pixel Opus up to? Because we know it's them for making them, yeah. Yeah, for making smaller titles. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this before, but I think Concrete Genie had a VR mode. Correct me if I'm wrong. It did, yeah. Yeah,
2: okay. It was so great like too.
0: So I I think you could expect expect stuff from them po- possibly in VR. I think even Media Molecule is on the table in terms of all right, you guys sure. did Dreams, you guys put it out, it was it was good, but like hey, your games are might be better suited for this or like you know as PlayStation, we want to continue to push like the bigger and the biggest and the boldest games in our first party, and we think you guys might actually be able to do that for VR as opposed to just regular uh uh like PS5 standard concert console games. I could I could see I could see a lot of i guess recontextualization contextualization of what playstation first party looks like to make that split make more sense and also give psvr2 the support it needs because like like we talked about with vr1 and with ps vita rest in peace to parents vita like you need the support or else you're just not gonna you're not gonna work right like you're not gonna be successful if you can't get that support so i think it's gonna be that it's gonna be a combination of partnering with third parties um i'm sure like out of one of the third parties, maybe some of them, between like the the ones that have been announced with Jade Raven Studio and Deviation and Firewalk. I wouldn't be surprised if one or multiple of those, or if there's ones that we don't even know about that are working on first party PlayStation Studios, psvr games i think there are a lot of options on the table
2: and remember too yeah. that at the presentation they said 17 playstation first parties are working on it and they put up a bunch of logos from ben blue point Firespite, uh, gorilla house mark insomniac uh london media molecule naughty dog uh nixes better be avengers pixel Opus, <laughs> polyphony right uh san diego santa monica sucker punch and then one very tiny one i can't read
0: and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of modes, too. I I, I think that's the a, a, oh, sure. way that we got yeah. Resident Evil 7 VR. I think,
2: I think you're going to see way more of are Ghost of get you're going to get a dual mode, right? Like, you are going to get that <laughs> yeah. as Jin. I,
1: got, I could see a VR mode coming to the next Gran Turismo game as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. It's very exciting time. Very exciting mm-hmm. to see what this is going to be all about. Uh, so, Blessing, you Hinting around at that. What is your dream PlayStation VR 2 game?
0: My dream PlayStation VR 2 game? I mean, I think Spider-Man has to happen, I think. Is that my dream, though, is the question?
2: If anybody oh, could man. do it and not make you sick, it's Insomniac. You know what I mean? Like, if they they know Spider-Man, they understand this. And it, keep in mind, Insomniac did so much VR stuff before they were bought by PlayStation and, you know, made into a, a first-party studio. So if that team is working on a Spider-Man VR game, I bet that would sing.
0: Yeah. I think my actual dream VR game would be for... Um, Team Asobi, uh, who did who did Astrobot, to do take like another 3D platformer character and make it VR, um, like similar to the Astrobot games, like either or make an sure. Astrobot Rescue Mission too. That's all on the table to you, but it could be cool to see like okay, what does Ratchet look like in VR, but in like a Astrobot kind of way, right? Or what does I don't know Jack and Daxter or like a Sly Cooper, <laughs> right? Some 3D yeah! platformer that people are missing. Um, that people want a revival of. What does that look like in PSVR uh, through Team of Sylvie? I think that could be really cool.
2: Taylor, what about you?
1: Hmm, kind of want a sequel to Firewall Zero Hour. Oh I, my you know, god, I think yes! It's such a good game. Such a good game with the with the with the controller oh good lord just yeah, yeah. yeah it just i when it just it I, I arguably like when it was free that one year like that one month uh what was it like last year or something i was like i was like okay y'all you gotta go get this now and, like, even if the- you don't have a psvr <laughs> yeah i mean just I, it's great like you know because i i think about um i think about what the the adaptive triggers and stuff can do and how that's going to be in the sense controllers i think about the the fact that the you know that there's just it's a vr game i think about i don't know i i'm just excited to see because i like playing first person shooters with a dual sense control i think yeah, it just feels great it just yeah. the, the haptics the adaptive triggers good lord it just it's just wonderful so so then you put that in in a vr in a vr aspect and then they say yeah the sense controllers are gonna have that and then you have all this other cool stuff that v- playstation vr 2 is gonna have i was like okay give us a give us a a, a shooter that has it give us a kill zone game that maybe has it but you know firewall probably yeah. makes more sense just because you know everyone's like oh yeah i love the first firewall game and then of course you'll probably have people that if they think of a kill zone vr game they're probably like maybe maybe that'll work but i think firewall would probably be safer but i want a sequel to firewall i think it was a great firewall game. was great yeah just so good it, Go definitely play it.
2: yeah it, I, exactly if, if this is backwards compatible i hope a whole bunch of people go back to that because that was such a fun time me and kevin loved playing that uh, i asked you guys what you thought on patreon.com slash kind of funny games joe martin says an open world star wars jedi rpg god
0: damn yeah. Hey, reach, for reach for the stars reach for the stars and if you call you the on the clouds
2: john drake's you know? over there signing all these disney deals he may be big. <laughs> i mean that's a lot
0: for even outside of vr so yeah that's a, <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. uh you know big. i i of course tossed out iron man uh, vr getting some kind of update or whatever or whatever because i think Iron Man vr has a lot of fun mechanics to it. I really did like Iron Man VR despite all of its load times and stuff like that. Uh, but I would love a, I, to go even for go to a different track. I would love a Ghostbusters first person VR game you know what i mean mm-hmm. using the pke meter using the, um, a Neutrona wand like we saw it in dreams for that shooting gallery i didn't even bother oh. busting out my playstation vr or, or my playstation vr for it i just played it with a dual sense on my couch at a tv but a whole blown uh, ghostbusters investigation game could be a lot of fun
0: you know it's only been like <laughs> probably a year and a half since i had out my psvr last and this conversation has made me nostalgic <laughs> for my totally PlayStation right VR. like i went i as we've been talking right i've been looking up like best 2021 <laughs> PSVR games. Not many articles out there because yeah. turns out not many PSVR games released in 2021. <laughs> but uh the most high profile one I could find was specifically it's an article on Eurogamer titled Ian's top 10 PSVR games in 2021. Good job That's- Ian. Thank you yeah, he- Ian Hayden. Ian Hayden over there uh is doing the lords work and like the the latter half of the games it's like uh, it's neko atsumi vr kitty collector stuff of that echelon like, but Michael sure. game heim, uh, helped uh, help with that ranking yeah it sounds like yeah i'm dude I'm, this ian and michael heim would probably get along really well but there's also um fract which i heard about um last year which i believe was like a team based uh, first person shooter i might be i might i might be butchering that i'm like i'm clicking in the video right now actually so i can make sure but i remember watching something for this game like a trailer and being like that looks pretty cool. I should try that out and never trying it out. And now, if you mentioned, after you mentioned Taylor, uh, firewall, firewall zero hour, I'm like, fuck, maybe I bust out the PSVR and play this frack <laughs> game and see what it's about.
1: I hope you do. <laughs> oh,
2: not, if I was a betting man, should. I would say you won't, but I hope you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm watching you, it you right now. The first person shooter looks really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what was the weirdest game I probably played for the PlayStation VR? Oh, Doom vfr Oh my gosh! Oh, I would love for them to. Oh, I'd love to play that again, but I'm not. I, like, I mean, I think Doom I pre came out I'm last gonna... year,
0: right, for VR for PS I PSVR. It,
1: I th- did. I think it did. maybe it came out longer uh, ago. I don't know. But, you know, I just like if I'm going to play Doom VFR, I'm going to play it on my PC. I'm not like through my quest Two. I am not ripping out the, the PlayStation VR too, or the PlayStation VR for that. But, yeah, w- w- the weirdest game I think that I've probably ever played on the original PlayStation VR was this game called Conrad the Kitten. And it was the, the strangest thing. So you, it was it was a pet simulator in VR. And you had to uh, it was you, you had like a PlayStation Move controller and then they would encourage you to put it like on a plushy animal so that you were actually, you know, petting the cat and stuff it was the weirdest thing but i thought it was like if you just look up video or images you'll see what i'm talking about it was the strangest game but it was kind of oddly satisfying like I, I don't know this was like around my time where i was like kind of on a nintendogs obsession and i was like man wouldn't it be cool yes like i was like man wouldn't it be just so cool if we had like nintendogs but a vr and i was like okay conrad the kitten's close enough i mean it was still weird and there wasn't a whole lot to do but i was like This is fun. This is great. I I do have good news.
0: I do have good news. Fract is uh, on sale right now. Uh, If you have PS Plus, you can get it for $20.99 as opposed to $30. I was wrong about it being multiplayer. It's a single-player game. I'm I'm on the PlayStation page for it right now. It says, uh, Fract Mm -hmm. is a PlayStation VR shooter that seamlessly combines relentless run-and-cover gunfights with free and fluid skiing and climbing. But I'm going to need you to find (laughs) some Fract footage and put it on screen when you have the chance, because like, this game looks really cool.
2: I got a bear, and I'm sending it to you. <laughs> yeah. Boop. yeah. While we get this fat fracked footage pulled <laughs> up, uh, obviously, Taylor, we're going to be covering PlayStation VR 2, the entire run-up there. You'll be covering the run-up on IGN, but what about mm-hmm. final thoughts before the show moves on? Anything else you want to say about PlayStation VR 2?
1: I'm i I'm excited. I'm glad that Sony is giving it another shake. I, f- I, I just hope that with everything that they have announced with everything that they have shown us so far with this with this headset that they are fully in on vr because i feel like again those first like first two years it was great loved it loved it when i when i when it just like there was so much promise and then it just kind of fell on the wayside i don't know if it was just because of i don't know what it was but i i just think that with what Sony has been I wouldn't say hype it up but just like being transparent of like hey here's what this is going to do I was like wow this sounds exciting and it makes me really excited for for gaming it makes me excited because I feel you know I I like healthy competition and like as much as oh, I yeah. love the Quest 2 you know I would love for console VR gaming to come back on the spot you know I I I think it's quite clear that Sony is the only one that's taking a serious direction in terms of console VR ex- like experience I I, you know, I loved what Horizon Call of the Mountain it had to show off. I know a lot of people didn't think it looked all that great, but I was also like, OK, but it's, you know, like VR, like you can't compare like VR to like a game. Like it's 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 like biting into what Apple and complaining and that it's an orange. It's kind of unfair to just make like complain about something <laughs> like that. And also, the game's in development. So obviously it's probably going to look a little bit better. But yeah, so in conclusion, I am so excited. I can't wait to cover this some more. I hope I get to review it. Uh, I don't know who handles, who's going to handle the reviews. <laughs> I, I, think Beau, manager, I, I think Bo, my manager, is. I think I told Dan, I was like, yeah, Dan, I want to, Bo, Dan, uh, if you're watching this, uh, just know, like I've told, I've told you this on Slack, but I want to review the PlayStation VR too. You know, just uh, my uh, put my name on a list somewhere. I don't know. I, it wasn't on the reviews tracker or something. So yes, I want to review it, <laughs> but I'm excited.
2: Well, thank you for coming to talk about it. Obviously, you're not getting thrown off. You're doing the rest of the show with us, but I'm to <laughs> put a pin in that. Uh, Bless, was there anything else you want to say about PlayStation VR 2 for this episode before we talk about 900 other episodes?
0: <sighs> I don't I don't think it's coming out this year still. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. So of people were asking me, like, oh, does this change anything? Does this change? I think the one thing it changes is that, like, I think they think that it's coming out this year. I think they might be confident, confident in it. I'm not. So if it comes out this year... I'm not gonna say I'm gonna eat my shoe or anything because it could happen. But like I, I just don't <laughs> believe it. I don't buy I don't buy it. But I'm excited for it. It looks really cool. Or it sounds really cool, I should say. Uh and I hope they make some good games for it.
1: can we play Fracker?
2: <laughs> Me and the gang going to Walmart in 2020, 2050. <laughs> hey, a... Shout out, shout out <laughs> to like, Cold Lyoko. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I used to love Cold Lyoko back in the day. Yeah, that was no such lot a good bet.
1: show. Oh I man. I used yeah. to watch it after school. I was hyped. It
0: Hell yeah. It's great. That was the after school special, Cold Lyoko
2: blessing give me some playstation updates uh
0: so speaking of things that we talked about a little bit last week last week we talked about predictions for 2022 and i think one of the questions that greg asked us was like how hype are we for 2022 is it gonna be an exciting year for playstation is it gonna be a thumbs up Is it gonna be an a plus what is the what does the year look like uh into that with some recent discoverings it looks like 2022 might just be even bigger for playstation than we think might a strong might here uh i'm pulling from tom (laughs) ivan at video games chronicle who writes an article titled the last of us ps5 remake is nearly finished and could release in 2022 it is claimed The article reads, a PlayStation 5 remake of the original The Last of Us game is nearing completion and could be released in the second half of 2022. That's according to industry insider Tom Henderson, whose claims match information VGC has received via our own sources. Quote, heard from multiple people now that The Last of Us remake is nearly finished and could release during the latter half of 2022, Henderson tweeted. While the project has not officially been announced by Sony, Bloomberg reported last April that a remake of the 2013 PS3 game was in the works for PS5. The remakes development is reportedly being led by series creator naughty dog which is said to have taken charge of the project following the completion of the last of part two which was released in june 2020 greg miller can you believe it
2: I can. I mean, you know, we talked about it before and I've said it before that I think, you know, that they would be uh, remiss not to take twenty twenty two into twenty twenty three and make it like the last the year of Last of Us, right? This HBO show we assume is dropping this fall, this October seems to be the rumor. Uh, you have that that's gonna bring so many new people to the franchise. Why wouldn't you double down on that and not only release this remake you've been talking about, uh because this uh yeah, they talk about it over there, right? Of like uh or this isn't the one that talks about it. Sorry. Uh there's this, and then Tom's uh, uh uh tweets went on to talk about the fact that he's also heard that, you know, the last was part two director's cut and factions or whatever they're calling multiplayer is also <laughs> happening. He doesn't know though if it's gonna be this year kind of thing. If you have all that bopping around, I would say you have these different beats of it where if you can meet the HBO show with the remake to have it be like, hey, here's this game that's getting you assume nines and tens again that is out on the playstation 5 that you assume hopefully you might be able to have an easier time getting probably can't but that's the, you just want all of this energy and fervor around the last of us and so it'd be awesome to see them double down to do this i do think if this is happening you there is no fucking chance you're getting god of war ragnarok this year which we are, i've we've all been saying i mean it's by no stretching the imagination sometimes greg just believe it's, have hey, faith, Greg. Hey, for the record, this isn't me saying this is ironclad. Much like, much like, I did not say it was ironclad that PlayStation was giving up on PlayStation VR. A lot of people on Tuesday night wanted to throw that in my face. And I'm like, that's not exactly what I said. I just said I, I could see it happening because of COVID. and everything People else. taking your words out of context on the internet. Never heard nah, of it, Greg. Impossible. Impossible. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, I was, but, yeah, Sorry,
0: go ahead. I was going to say this. I was, I was going to say a similar thing of like. God of War Ragnarok and Last of Us content this fall seems like a huge like like how does that happen right like I like if you told me right now that PlayStation is gonna have Horizon next month and then God of War and Ragnarok or. God of War Ragnarok and Last of Us this fall, I'd be like, you're crazy, you're a crazy person. Um, and I can easily see it move. I can easily see one of those things moving, specifically God of War Ragnarok, mainly because I think it it lines up in terms of the Last of Us TV show and doing what you're talking about, having that big swell of, hey, we can put put out Last of Us TV show and then Last of Us remake, and if not Last of Us remake, put out the director's cut. I think either way, you see something Last of Us come out timed. With or after the TV show, because you you want that momentum. You don't want to give that up. And I think if the Last of Us remake isn't prepared, I think for sure you got to see some kind of director's cut or something packaged up uh, to go along go go alongside that. And like in the case where it's the director's cut, I guess I could still see God God of War Ragnarok (laughs) this fall. In the case where it's Last of Us remake then like dude keep god of war ragnarok until ne- like next spring because like you already got this all covered <laughs> like in that case like we're good like keep, keep keep that in the in the chamber um but yeah i'm right there with you taylor where, where are you at with it
1: okay so <clears throat> i mean well first off i'm just excited i love the last of us it's great oh, yeah. it's, it's one of my favorite uh franchises i think it's great but hmm I'm trying to think
0: you don't want this remake or do you, oh is she frozen? Oh,
1: oh! You're, oh, you're
0: back! Better. You're back! You're back! Okay. Yeah. All right. See, okay. Okay,
1: cool. yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I I mean, I, if they're saying it's like nearly finished, I don't know. What if they? What if it just came out in the summer, like a remake for the Last of Us? What if it just came out in the summer and then got then you still have God of War Ragnarok in the fall? I don't know. I I I feel like if they're saying it's nearly finished, I don't know. To me, that sounds like it's coming out soon. Like, and by soon, I mean like maybe quarter three or late quarter two. I don't know. I just I just think that. If if it was to come out, uh, you know, if it was to come out this year, uh, you know, and also God of War Ragnarok also, they wouldn't release him in the same quarter. I, I feel like it would. I feel like the remake would come out before Ragnarok would, in my opinion. We're also talking yeah. about the
0: same PlayStation that released The Last of Us Part 2 and then Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> a month later.
1: There was a
2: global <laughs> pandemic. All right. They needed to move when they could do it yeah and yeah, also I mean, there like, still yeah. is a global pandemic right ah, it's over go to the movies like, you're fine <laughs>
0: well the, yeah. my 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 next question is uh have you guys warmed up to the idea i know this was leaked a year ago almost a year ago at this point and we had conversations we had a whole ps love you about it talking about like other mm-hmm. games you could remake yeah why of- yeah like why are you doing this <laughs> now that we've had time now we've had almost a year to sit with it and settle with the reports are we more open to it? Like, where, where do you guys stand?
1: Taylor, you... Hmm. <laughs> 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 I was I didn't want to interrupt anybody. Uh, huh. I'm at a loss for words, truly. I, hmm. It's
2: one of those where, like, I warmed up to it. Like, I, even when we talked about it back, I was like, this is weird because the game's been out and yet it, so recently in the grand scheme of things. It's like... It's exactly what I said would happen. Where it's like, yeah, cool. I'm excited for that. I'll play that. I'm sure that's gonna be great and look great. And I love the Last of Us too. Like, yeah, I'll play. But it's like, yeah, I would, I would rather them remake other games and do other things. But like, yeah, more Last of Us. Sure, that sounds cool. Like, why not?
1: I mean, I, I mean, I like the Last of Us. I love the Last of Us. It's a great series. But you know, I think about how hard it kind of is to go back and play the first game after mm-hmm. I played the second. The second game, the gameplay was just mm-hmm. really good so and it good. was fluid and just oh, so good so i as so, diso- I, I wish that you know i think it yeah i think it's a little too early for them to remake this game cuz i think uh, you know a uh, gameplay mechanics aside that haven't aged too well i guess for today's standards i i still think it's a, still a good game even if it does feel a little bit more stiff compared to playing you know uncharted 4 or even the last of us part 2 but you know am i still going to play it, it, it if this is real yes of course i am i i, th- I think i'm more just excited about how the gameplay how they're going to take what they learned from the last of us part two's gameplay and make this a lot more fun. Because again, like when I think about the last of us, like I go back more for the story. Cause the gameplay, I, I tolerate it. I wish it was better, but you know, for w- when it came out, it was really good. So
0: yeah, I'm still, I'm still in the camp of, you know, I, I think The Last of Us, the original game, is easy to go back to. You know, I, It's aged, definitely, especially after playing Last of Us Part Two. I think that's a really good point. The last time I played yeah. Last of Us was right before playing Part Two, and so I don't have sure. that frame of reference of trying to play it now. Um, <laughs> but like, re- removed from that context... It's a. I, I think it's a pretty, pretty easy and fun game to go back to. That said, you know, I remember w- having this conversation last year, and I don't think any of us were like, "Oh, I'm not gonna play this." Right? I think we're all still like, "No, we're gonna play the hell out of this when it comes out." We're just like, "Why? <laughs> like, why are you making?" Yeah, this it was thing? a
2: bit more bewildering, I guess. Right? It was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah, and like I you think just, I, yeah. th- I think part of it too for me last year a little bit was we we were coming fresh off of Last of Us Part Two, and now that we had another year of uh you know not being like right coming right off of like keeping the year conversations and playing last of Star part 2 half a year ago I'm like the controversy of last of part 2 also with like the <laughs> leaks and the story leak and like the reaction of fans and all this shit Having like a, a year removed from that and kind of like calming down a bit on the Last of Us conversation and the Last of Us IP being in our faces, you know, now, now mm-hmm. I'm at a place where I'm like, dude, this fall I could I could see myself being in the mood for a Last of Us. Why not? Like, dude, I'll <laughs> you know Last... I guess, I yeah,
2: guess
1: I'll guess. play sure. Last
0: of Us. Yeah, shoot, you I'll play, I'll replay the OG Last of Us this fall. Why not? You know, I'm kind of feeling it. And so,
1: honestly, that's where yeah, I'm at like I feel like yeah, I mean, even if like you know. I mean obviously again I think we're all in consensus we'll play it but even if like for some reason they're just like now nah, we're not going to do this now I, you know what I'd still go back and play cuz like I feel like if if the show does come out this year I'm going to I'm going to be like you know what I want to go back and play the first two games, even if they yeah. don't make PS5 yeah, versions of it. I, 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 yeah, like I have that hunger and I have this hype and there's just like all this like, just like emotional, just like excitement that I have where it's like, I want to just experience all the last of us I can. I mean, I have the the books, the art books for both of them because I just love this series. So much. it's just, it's, it's great. It, I love it. So... I, but yeah, again, I'm curious to see exactly what they do with this remake, and also too, do you think that if they do re, like if they announce the Last of Us remake, do you think that they're going to add factions? This is something that I've always been wondering because, like, I was actually surprised by how many people love factions. Like when I, when I think about the people in my life that played The Last of Us a lot, of them were like, they had a multiplayer. I was like, yeah so if it, it, would you guys be surprised do you think they'll have it would have it, if, it you know i don't
2: think it'll have no a remake won't have factions but i do think a remake could bundle in whatever factions 2 is but then at that point i okay, start getting to are you just bundling in and calling it the last of us collection the definitive experience the definitive you know director's cut of all of it you know like is it just one thing and is it, are you, is it almost like miles morales where it's like you're buying Last of Us remake, but you're getting Last of Us Two PS5 director's cut, and it also comes with factions or whatever like, we are calling factions, factions, but I mean factions mm-hmm. too. Like, there's got to be some kind yeah. of synergy there. You want to make it make sense and be some kind of bundle. But if they're not ready, how do you do that? And that annoying. That's the thing for me too. I would be surprised and impressed
0: if all of that is ready by of course. this this summer or even this fall. <laughs> right where it is. Hey, we have remake ready to go. We have Last of Us factions ready to go, and we or Last factions factions two ready to go, and we also have The director's cut ready to go because I I think theoretically you want to you would want to bundle all that together. I think you can piecemeal a remake and have that come out easily easily without it being bundled with another thing. You could probably even do that with factions. um But if you're gonna, I don't, I feel like remake and factions two don't go together as well. Right? I think that's a harder thing to sell. And if you're gonna title it right, I think of factions two for what for what this build up to it has been. I think it's something that's gonna either exist standalone or for a director's cut. And I think with that you gotta you gotta title it something that is gonna feel new and big, right? You can't put out... If you put out Last Remake, if you just put factions in that, that then feels like a wall in the way that Ghost of Tsushima Legends, when that came out as part of Ghost of Tsushima, that oh. kind of cut down on the amount mm-hmm. of audience that I think sure. flocked to it because they didn't understand that like this was this big new experience. It just felt like an add-on to the original game, whereas, no, this is the thing we put effort into. Like This is a whole other game inside this game that you can play. Uh, so I think that's the challenge there. So I would, I, I, I think... If I had to predict, I think this fall we get Last of Us Remake, and next year we get Director's Cut with Factions 2. That would be my prediction.
2: Factions 2.
0: Factions (laughs) 2. You
1: have to say it just like that every time. Frogs,
0: Factions 2. To to continue on with the PlayStation updates, though, I want to ask a big question based on conversations from last week. Did Days Gone deserve a sequel? I asked this question... Uh, And I asked this question based on a article I'm pulling from Rebecca Valentine at IGN, uh, who writes, Days Gone director says Sean Layden's departure killed chances for a sequel. Uh, The article reads like this. On a stream with Twisted Metal director David Jaffe, former Ben studio director and writer John Garvin and game director Jeff Ross talked about Ben's struggle to get a green light for a Days Gone sequel as the studio's next project. While former Sony head Sean Layden had apparently championed the game, Ross said that, quote, as soon as Sean was gone, uh, Days Gone was dead. End quote. Ross went on to say that in the process of figuring out what Ben's studio would work on instead, Sony asked them if there were any other Sony IPs they would be uh, willing to use for a pitch, including Ben's old project, Syphon Filter. Syphon Filter. Syphon Filter. I don't want to be able Syphon
1: Filter. But I Ben turned them filter. down,
0: uh, Ross said. Quote, I have zero ideas on how to reboot Syphon Filter. End quote. With neither Siphon Filter nor Days Gone 2 on the table, Ross added that the team also had pitched uh, an open-world Resistance game, with Bend having worked on Resistance Retribution back in 2009. However, with 2011's Resistance 3 largely a commercial failure, Sony didn't seem interested in a new Resistance title either. Ross and Garvin's interview with David Jaffe uh, follows a tweet from Ross earlier this week about how Days Gone likely sold about as well as Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima, but was treated by Sony management as a disappointment uh and like I I, I I listened to your games daily greg where you kind of yeah. went on like the whole like presentation <laughs> of like this is why or this is this is this is why possibly why <laughs> this is possibly why days gone eight million sold does not equate to ghost shima's uh eight million sold which i, th- I think you made a very salient good point there um but with that I want to pivot. Well, then remember the next
2: day they did this article or I'm sorry, they did (laughs) Jaffe's podcast in which Jeff revealed his sources of the 8 million being uh, not, not trustworthy. They weren't apples, apples numbers. It was a trophy tracking site and then a steam tracking site. And so if it's trophy tracking site, that doesn't, that includes if you bought it, but you, somebody else plays it on your unit. If somebody rented the game, Mm -hmm. if it was PlayStation plus, it was like 8 million users had used it, but not that. So it didn't, it actually didn't work out. And Jeff yeah. Grubb had, I want to say like 5.7 million is what he had ever heard uh, from mm-hmm. PlayStation itself. But that's me pulling a Jeff Grubb thing out there. So I'm yeah. sorry, Blessing. What was your question? <laughs>
0: but also, I mean, to pig back off of that, right? I think I, I stand by as well. I think there's a lot of reasons yeah. why. And I guess this filters into the question, right? Uh, Funnels into the question. There, I think there are a lot of reasons why you wouldn't Greenlight of Days Gone 2, even beyond that. But that brings me to the question of does Days Gone 2 or did Days Gone 2 deserve a sequel?
2: I, I mean, my short answer as somebody who did not vibe with Days Gone and didn't, it, you know, I, it did not super enjoy Days Gone by any stretch of the imagination is yes. I think it did deserve a sequel. Uh, I thought there were a lot of great ideas uh, in Days Gone, uh, number one. And I love Sony Bend as a developer. I, obviously, I've talked about it before. Resistance Retribution is my favorite Resistance. Uh, I loved their Siphon Filter games. Um, I dug Uncharted Golden Abyss from them. And I think that Days Gone just cooked in the hopper a bit too long. I think it was way too long of a game. I think that the story was a bit... Uh, characters were not played... Or not. They, the performances weren't bad. They weren't written believably. I didn't like it. Inter- There's a whole bunch of little things that I think that they could take the feedback they got and actually hone Days Gone Two into something great. Because uh, you'll never hear me say the world wasn't pretty. You'll never say me uh, say that like it wasn't fun to take on a horde. They just introduced the horde at like hour forty of the game. Like introduce that way earlier. Let's get to the fun stuff earlier. Let's get more of the breakout stuff going. I think Days Gone Two could have been something that was really fun and days gone has an incredibly dedicated fan base that, of people who disagree with me uh, very uh, vocally about how good or bad the game was and so i think that <laughs> they could have done something awesome and i think it could have been a franchise for playstation or something to iterate on it's just like we to go back to what i had said on the other one right of like in a lot of ways the zombie fad it, it, and zombies aren't as big as they were i don't think zombies were a fad there's still a lot of zombie ip out there that people love but it's not nearly the fever pitch it was in 2013 when Days Gone apparently got pitched and Walking Dead was a thing. Uh, Sons of Anarchy was also on TV and a huge fucking deal back then. And then on top of that, if you're a PlayStation, and we're t- I talked about it earlier, right, of like, what is a PlayStation Studios game? You expect high quality, great narrative, you know, uh, s- succinct gameplay and tight. And Days Gone wasn't those things necessarily. And I think you to say that and you're the always going to be second place if you're t- trying to be PlayStation zombie game to The Last of Us. And so why keep going? Give, but I'm sure PlayStation, you know, you talk about Sean, uh, uh, Jeff saying that, you know, Sean leaving, that he was a big cheerleader. He was a big champion of him. Him leaving and it's de- dead in the water. It's, it was an uphill battle to try to get it. So let Sony Ben go make something else. Yeah. I, no, I, think... I agree. Oh, go for it, Taylor. Oh, go for it.
1: Oh, okay. No, I, yeah, I was just agreeing with all... Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm agreeing with Greg. I wasn't, I wasn't vibing with it. Uh, A lot of the things that Lucy mentioned in her review, shout out to Lucy O'Brien, by the way. Lucy O'Brien the lion! (laughs) (laughs) and so you know i I agreed with a lot of her points and like i wasn't vibing with it like the first like five hours i was like huh this is it i just you know i and maybe it was because i got spoiled by what the last of us offered and i know those are two completely different games it's not fair to compare those games to some degree but i think with what i wanted in a zombie game at that time i felt like the last of us gave us everything that we wanted to see from zombie games at that at that point in time and then they did a really good follow-up in 2020 with the last of us part two with days gone like yes the world looked beautiful the hordes were great again they waited too long to 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 introduce the hordes but i felt like to a lot of like the side missions and all the other stuff in the game it just felt hollow i just i don't know it felt so much like a quantity over quality and i hate when open yes. world games focus more on the quantity because it's like it doesn't matter if you have all this stuff in your open world if it all kind of looks the same and bleeds the same and there's like maybe two to three variations and like all you do is like color swap a npc or something what difference does that make i'd rather you cut half of that and give me more quality more Narrative driven side missions that actually make me compelled to want to complete this game a thousand like a hundred percent. It just doesn't make sense to put a thousand side quests and but realistically there are like maybe like five it, like it's like five variations of a th- like tenfold. It just seems it seems repetitive. It feels like almost like a waste of a player's time. Realistically, and it just For feels sure. like a waste of game developer resources. I feel so. I mean, it, I feel like if there if they had made a sequel, I would have gave it a shot. But I just feel that with the opportunity they had in the, the, from when it was, I don't know. I wasn't there for the pitch when it happened in like 2013, but I feel like too much time had gone by. And I think with whatever they wanted to accomplish, it would have been great if it came out like maybe 2014, 2015, it would have been great. For but sure. it, I think it just came out. I think it came out too late. And I just feel that, I mean, yeah, it sucks that they won't get another shot at it, but I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like at, I don't know. I just feel like with what they had, it just doesn't make me compelled to say, you know what? I really want a sequel. Yeah, I and think like, for me, I I, under,
0: you know, I, like, I think,
1: for,
0: I think for me, I struggle a little bit with the question because I, I look at it from a few different places. As, as like an audience member, right? I've only played a few hours a day's gone, and I immediately just didn't didn't vibe with it, right? I immediately was like, ah, oh, no, this is not this is not me. I don't think I I I, uh, uh, I enjoy this game that much. That being said. <laughs> I I have that plenty of times where I'll play a game that is typically the first installment of the game, see the potential, and go, oh, I can't wait for a sequel to this because the sequel is going to fix all my issues. Mm-hmm. Even something like Horizon Zero Dawn, which I did I did really like playing through that game. I there there are many moments while playing through the original original Horizon where I'm like, fuck, man, I can't wait for Horizon whatever the next game is because like. Now that they have this solidified, now that they have, like, this template, the next thing is going to be a banger. It's in the way that so many people love Assassin's Creed 2 when that came out. Because Assassin's yep. Creed 1 was, like, the establishment, and then Assassin's Creed 2 took that and then knocked it out the park. Because from there, it was smooth cruising of, like, fix the flaws and then elevate it. And I think for so many studios that is such a good opportunity to, like, put out a first installment of a new IP and be like, cool, here's an idea, and now here's the second one that's going to take this idea and elevate it way further into something that's going to be one of your favorite games. Uh, And so I think on that standpoint, I would love to see Days Gone, uh, or I would have loved to see Days Gone uh, get a sequel, because I think there's a lot of potential there in terms of how they can fix. On the business standpoint of, like, why, if I was Sony, I probably wouldn't uh, greenlit a day is gone
2: too. It's because, like, now, was- hold on a second, you're changing the question, right? It was, did it deserve <laughs> it? And I'm saying, like, for Sony, bend a talented bunch of people, I want, I think they deserved it. Uh, you're bringing the for business sure. sense and no, I'm right there with PlayStation. of like, yeah. no, they shouldn't have made another one. And even when Jeff did his tweets and like the days gone fan base was up in arms about it, I'm like, come on, guys, like, really, like. No, like it's good, you know what I mean. Like I understand, there's this passionate audience that did. There's this huge audience that own PlayStation 4s and we're like, no, I'm not playing that. Same yeah,
0: and like, you. In, <laughs> in like I, um, in that sense, I don't. I almost don't know how Days Gone 1 got greenlit. Like, in in, the, in what you bring up, Taylor, in terms of the Last of Us thing, right? Like, Days Gone, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, I think, in terms of tone and energy, does feel like a game that would have came out like years earlier uh, than it did, right? Because mm-hmm. that game came out in 2019. I keep, I keep thinking it came out in 2015. It feels like a game that should have came out in like 2011. Uh, in my first few hours with it, of course, I'm sure there's plenty more that I just not discovered and that I could experience. But with that, yeah, like you have Last of Us existing as a competitor, and you have Last of Us Part Two. If Days Gone came out in 2019, yeah, Last of Us start Part Two coming out in 2020, the year after, uh, and you have that being a direct comparison and a thing already in your portfolio that I think is taking a lot of the same boxes in a way that is masterful and brilliant, and in a way that is critically such a darling that I don't know how Days Gone just exist. I don't know how Days Gone exists in that in that same ecosystem of first party titles in a way where it's like why do this when we can make any other sort of type of game uh not a resistance open world because that sounds crazy in a way where i'm like that sounds like an even worse idea than days gone 2 just make days gone 2 um but in a way where it's like yeah make a siphon filter make or make something else that, that that speaks to you um i think days gone is like a weird it exists in such a weird place for what it is that it's so hard for me to be like yeah you're crazy for not green lighting days gone Two. for sure
2: I, for sure i yeah.
0: think it makes a lot of sense to not do days gone Two and try mm-hmm. to pivot to something else in that sense but yeah to the question of does it deserve i you know i personally would have liked to see a days gone Two.
2: if for me days gone and to end the show right yeah. days gone in the like oh man i wish i could have gotten a sequel on a game i didn't really like vibe with is yeah. the same when i talk about the order where it's like oh man like the order was gorgeous and had a lot of cool ideas and it didn't work, but it ends in a place where I'd be that would be interesting to see more of. Like I, I would love to see all the feedback uh Ready at Dawn got and have them go make a order too. And that just didn't happen. And now, you know, they're gone making their VR games as well. So it's like whatever. And it's a similar situation here, except that Sony Bend, of course, owned and operated by PlayStation. So that like they get to take all that feedback into whatever their next project is. And you know, John Garvin and uh, Jeff Ross are are both gone. Uh, you know, Jeff Ross actually did uh uh, do a follow-up tweet to the Jaffe podcast saying when he mentioned the Resistance open world thing, that was actually an actually idea from Eric Jensen, who, of course, podcast beyond fans will know because Eric Jensen has been listening to PlayStation shows I've made for forever. And uh, he was, I forget what, he was one of the directors on Days Gone, and now he's still at Sony Penn. So again, the feedback they got on this game will be uh, in their next thing, but we will have to wait yeah. and see on that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been another episode of PS. I love you XOXO. Uh, remember the show isn't over. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. See what the post show is all about. Of course, on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can get each and every episode ad free. You can get it early and watch it live just like Slacks is watching right now. My dog, Nick 96. Of course, you can get it for free at youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe each and every tuesday uh taylor thank you so much for hanging out with us today to talk about playstation vr and days gone uh where can people keep up with you
1: yeah you can just follow me on twitter at tay nixter and yeah or just ign.com because i work there
2: (laughs) it's a good website it's a good website bless you blessing do you ever work at ign do you ever work at ign a lot of cool people work at ign i applied
0: You know, I applied. Uh, they just uh. never uh, answered, and so. Oh, that's what those oh. letters I
2: threw away were. Oh. <laughs> God damn it! I should <laughs> have sent it through you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a post show to do. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.